Welcome, everybody, to episode 92 of the Shop Pod. My name is Alex. My name's Mark. This is episode 92 of the Shop Pod. Bring the beats. That's blue freezy right there. Oh, oh. It's the sound of Halloween around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, I, I it's would... just September, and it's it, I've never seen people in August posting about ha- Halloween as much as I've seen it this August. People <laughs> are just so it's people are so desperate for the something to look forward to. Yep. I, I think that's what it is. Like in my own kind of depressive step back and look at the world as an effed up place kind of attitude. I think it's that the people are just... We, the reason that you weren't thinking about Halloween in August before, I think, is because you had August stuff to do. But a lot of people didn't do no summer crap. So a lot of people stayed home. A lot of people just working, like yourself. I gotta say, I gotta say, I'm impressed because you already censored yourself. You censored... I don't think I had one last episode. Did I have one last episode? I think I had... Did I have one? Uh, there, there's, there's a couple. Is there a couple? Just, ah. just, just in terms of like the not swear words, but the not politically correct words that we're not allowed to use for YouTube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube! Check us out at YouTube.com. Search the shot pod. Like that thing behind us. And you see the big zero? That's the big the big circle in shot. That's a zero. Not a, not a no. It's a zero. So you go S-H-0 T-P-O-D. And we come yeah. up. You can do it in Google as well, and we'll find you'll find our Spotify. You'll find us on Amazon Podcasts. You'll find us on the Google Podcasts. You'll find us on Stitcher, although that's not a you'll thing. You'll find anymore. us on the Google. You find you go to Google and we'll be <laughs> But um Episode 92. It is like it's still every time we we say the episode at the beginning, I still kind of like, Jesus, that's a lot. Yep. We've been at and this what, almost two years. And and what year? I mean, that means we're going off of nineteen ninety-two. So what we've been doing uh, for like the past few episodes is like whatever the episode number is, because it's, I, I don't know, I'm weird like this, I'm weirdly nostalgic, and I like to talk about what happened that year. So when we had episode 89, we talked about 1989 and 1990. Now, I was really young during those years. I'm like one, two, three years old, right? So I don't have a lot of comprehension, but now 92, I'm getting there, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm five. It's my time. <laughs> it's, I'm like five. I started... School that September, kindergarten. I'd never done preschool or anything like that. So it was like, uh, that's weird. Kids go to preschool. And we'll talk about it. We'll get to it. We're going to get We're gonna get to it. Are we doing it now? We yeah, we're doing it now. Let's knock 92 out now. Yeah. We'll talk about what we were doing in a little bit. But like 92 was, uh, I-, I was alive, like actually doing stuff. So it'll be kind of cool. But you, how old would you be? 10. You, yeah, it's exact. 10's a big year. <laughs> 10's a big year. I, 10 was big for me. It's kind of, 10, I'll, I'll be real, 10. 20, 25, and 30. They're all very monumental. 10 was, you kind of grow up. You know, you realize I, I'm a little man. I'm a miniature man. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to, like, provide and work and and slam my finger with a hammer and go, God darn it, and move on my day like like all the boys I see, like all the big boys, right? Like, you start to kind of get in. A, I think, <laughs> I don't know about you, but, like, I think that's when you start to feel like, maybe it was earlier for you because your papa passed away when you were really young. Maybe you got a little sense of that earlier. No, nah, well, you had a stepdad at that point, though, so yeah. still had that a male influence and a good one. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Talk to me about what it was like to be ten in eight ninety two. What was it like? What, what, what were you living in? Uh, what was the circumstances? Was your sister around yet? 
Yes. How old was she? She's two years younger than me, so she would have been eight. Oh, okay. So you guys were kind of like peas in a pod. Like, because you're so close in age, do you guys hang out a lot, do a lot of the same stuff, play games together, go outside together? No, no. Getting into to this state was where she was more like, I'm the cute one. Everybody look at me. I'm the cute oh, one. Oh, she's a little brat. She, she, was, brat. she was the center of the universe. Uh, and... I mean, everybody used to think I was the cute one. So now that I'm the middle child. You're like, F this. Yeah. I'm like, what the? I don't like this. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're a middle kid? Yeah. Who's older than you? My brother, who's two years older. Oh. Well, he's technically three, but. And he, same mom and dad? Yep. I did not know that. There was two years. Jeez, I learned something about Mark every day. I knew <laughs> you had a sister you talk about all the time, but you never talk about this brother. He and I actually get along the best, probably within the family. So really, so what was his deal at this point? He was twelve. So what? You guys chill a lot. You guys hang and play games together. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot, and uh, and then I mean, I would start hanging out with people from school, and then he would start hanging out with the with those. Oh, same so he kind of just latched on, and he'd be like, "Hey, this person's my friend." Stop it. Back off. <laughs> yeah. I have to deal friends. with this with my sister. I don't want it to. <laughs> Get your friends in grade seven. Leave my grade five friends alone. They're my friends. They're grade five kids. But all he would have to do is just literally show anybody his drawings because he was like the best. Really and good. Everybody's like, artist. oh, wow, you're so good. How do you do this? How do you? I'm like, hey, whoa, hey, no, we're not. I'm still here. No, I'm I play guitar. Here. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did you play guitar at 10? No, that was at 12. Ah, oh, Jesus. I was, bro, my parents bought me a guitar at th- around that age, and I never touched it. It just yeah. sat and collected dust. I regret that so much. I was, like, playing drums long before guitar. I was a drummer when I was, like, 11. And then I, I decided to, my, 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 I was in a band when I was 14, and my bass player used to leave his bass, and I started playing bass when I was 14. And then by the time I was 15, I had a guitar. But that's late. That's late. <laughs> if, you, if you think about, ask uh, any guitar player who's, like, you know, a real guitar player, like in a band. When did you start playing? They're like seven, eight. I came out the womb with a headstock, you know. Was it? Was it? But not me. Was it ninety one when uh, New Kids was surging, like with the right stuff and all that? Like we that was last I'm year. I'm fairly yeah. certain we we mentioned it. Yeah, but New Kids was last year, and yeah. so, so was Marky so, Mark and the Funky Bunch. That so, was all but, in the same. But the year. reason I'm bringing that up is uh, at this time. The, the guy who lived across the street from me went to see New Kids. Oh, they were on tour. Makes sense. The record came out in 91. Yeah. 92, they were doing world tours everywhere because they blew up. And yeah. they didn't expect to blow up so big. Yeah, so this guy went to see uh, <laughs> He went to see them in concert. New Kids on the block. And now, <laughs> and it's funny because at this age, we're like, Jordan's my favorite. No, he's my favorite. No, he's my favorite. No, he's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he goes to this concert, and then years later in high school when he's Dating this girl named Laura, all I hear is, "Yeah, don't don't mention that I ever went to that concert." Oh wow, that's so funny! (laughs) Shame, there, yeah, shame, shame. That's funny. I've never, never seen or gone or liked something that I'm embarrassed about. I'm, I'll be, I'll be really embarrassingly honest right now. Um. This girl, Melody Martinez, that I really, really like, just put out a, a record a couple months ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm depressed as hell. I'm not doing I, I'm going through that seasonal stuff that you go through this time of year. So I'm like looking for something to listen to, something to kind of get me going. Oh, it's so good. It's so fun. So I was, so you told me the name of the song and I looked it up. I love that song. And, and, and I listened to it and I was like, you're, you're, you're going to hate it. Yeah, that's not your stuff. No, no, it's, it wasn't bad. But in regards to like the three notes that you were talking about, I love that. That I, it's I one. Have, 
What did I say? One, four, three. I love that progression. One, four, three. But it's not. I thought I thought it was more four, three, one. It's four. I I mixed it up. The song "The Void" is one is is that is that one, four, three. Yeah. That's and so is "Meet Me at Our Spot," which is in D D major. This one is the same three notes, but it's a descend. Yeah. I like that. I just I loved it. Excuse me. It's a common like I could name twenty other songs. Michael Jackson's got a song like that. Yeah. But what I like is, although you, you just heard the album version, there's actually a whole intro that gets played in the song before it. It's a weird kind of like... It sounds like Black Eyed Peas. Kind of hip-hop beat. And she just basically rips on hip-hop. Like, all your songs about diamonds are real stupid. Real stupid. It's funny. She just eats, she destroys hip-hop in this cocky girl voice. All your songs are really easy. They're so easy. I'm like... Say, tell them, Melanie. You tell them, and then it just goes. And then at the end of that weird beat, there's a drum solo. Goes do pop, and then plays those three notes, and he just rips on the snares and the toms in between. And then he goes pop, 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 and they go into the beat. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. What's this song? And that's how it got me. And then the lyrics are like, I hate you. Never talk to me again. And I was like, yep. All right, I'm with it. What a, I love the lyrics. The lyrics were just the lyrics and the verses are very literal. They're like I didn't answer your text messages and stuff. But then you get to the chorus and it's very deep. It talks about drowning in your own intestines and stuff. It's really cool. I yeah. like the visuals and this. I don't care the way she dresses, the stupid little mask and stuff. Who's doing that? Like that's why I like Mel, just because it's different. Like Halsey and Lady Gaga. Like I think Melanie's what Lady Gaga was trying to do. Lady Gaga with the meat dress and the weirdo <laughs> stuff. Like, she's different. Yeah. She's, she's trying to bring art back to pop the way Madonna did with Vogue and, uh, you know, uh, Material Girl and yeah. all those. Those are very artsy videos. Very, They're very artsy. And then her show would bring performance art to the music and it would all come together. And that's why Madonna's an icon. That's why you can't talk about Madonna. Bally. You can just talk, ask about Madonna all you want. But she's a trillionaire. And she changed music with every record she put out up till about 92. Including the one we're going to talk about from '92 today, which is probably which is Vogue. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I think Melanie's doing that too. So I needed that. I just needed to hear something different. Yeah. You know, because everything's the same now. Even I, I like Halsey. She's another poppy girl, but it's all the same now. Yeah. I like um, I liked uh, what's that crappy uh, Headley. I liked them a little bit too. I can't. I just can't with anything I hear now from a lot of this bands. Anything that sounds similar. Yeah. Um. But anyways, back to '92. Um. Music-wise, means we're in a music mode. Like that, we were talking about how in 1991 it was just like Black Album and Red Hot Chili Peppers, and just everybody put out probably their best record. Yeah, and that did not change. The next year, it just got better. Like REM was the big one, uh, "Losing My Religion." Right, "Losing My Religion" was like the biggest song to hit. We were laughing. We were watching Terry Berry laughing about the "It's the End of the World as We Know It." That came out like three or four years before. <laughs> or no, yeah, that was still them. That was still them. About three or four years before. So they weren't like I think they were internationally successful, but I don't think they were selling out like stadiums. Yeah. This record was REM's stadium record. This is the record that put them out in stadium mode. So boom, huge for them. Give what's another record that came out that year? <laughs> Jump by Criss Cross. Wearing wearing your clothes backwards became a trend. And it was also the beginning of like fad bands. Like I think that was the beginning of a band that puts out like one or two records yeah. and and then no one cares. That didn't happen in the 80s that much. Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky Heart. Buddy, that song. <laughs> okay, so I would have been 5, right? My my dad, my real dad, cuz we were still like in contact. This is at this point in my life I was still going out every summer I would get shipped out to New Brunswick. Yeah. I will never ever forget being asleep in my bed 
And they're all drinking. They're all partying. All the adults are downstairs drinking. You know, it's summer. They're all doing their thing. And that song was on freaking repeat. <laughs> and they go upstairs. Hey, and my dad would be all hammered. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, hey, cat. Hey, cat. You want to do the dance for us? Do you want to do, do, everybody wants you to do it. We do it for us, bud. And I'd be like, okay. And I get out of bed and I go downstairs in my little underwear and put on, I get in a pair of cowboy boots and then I do the achy breaky heart <laughs> dance. He'd set me out. I was this cute little blonde kid, boom, up on the counter. And everyone, I'd all be sitting around drinking, probably doing coke and smoking weed, whatever. I don't know. I don't remember seeing any of that, but I'm just saying they were partying. And they'd be like, all right, sing it. And they'd put it on and I'd go, don't tell my heart, my achy breaky heart. I just don't think you'd understand. And then I'd turn around and I'd do the <laughs> dance in the cowboy hoots in my underwear and they'd all cheer me on and it was like the greatest thing ever for these people. So yeah, I have very... Uh, deep you sound like you were groomed. Deep <laughs> connection for that song. I hate country music. like, And it's because uh, you think with that experience I'd love it, but at that age I was like, I want to die. <laughs> five, I was like, yep, this is what it's like to put on the face. <laughs> I was practicing already. But yeah, that's, uh, my, that's my story there. Keep going. What Friday, else? I'm in love by The Cure. That was big for them. That was another stadium. So The Cure was uh, big in the 80s, and they played huge in England, but they did not break in America. They weren't the biggest deal in America. They'd come here, and they'd probably play more large club. But they were, you know, they could sell. They, they Maybe Wembley, but only there. This record put them on the, you know, Rockefeller Center, the Forum, all the big spots, all the stadiums. This yep. was a stadium one for them. And, uh, I mean, that song... <laughs> Friday, I'm gonna sing it with yeah. me, bro. Do 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 do. I love it. It's such a good song. <laughs> that keyboard riff, yeah. like Robert Smith. I mean, even South Park doesn't shat on Robert Smith. Even they're like, "Oh, Robert Smith, you're the freaking man." Yeah, he, he was the one who had to stop Barbara Streisand. <laughs> right, like they they. He, he's like the only celebrity to ever go on the show and not get eaten alive. Even Corn. Oh look, on. it's Robert Smith of the Cure. Yeah, he's the best. Like they, yeah. they just praised him all episode. So uh, good on that. I want to name one. What's that? The Chronic. The Chronic. Okay. That that was probably that was the one um, creeping through the back streets on D's. I got my clock cock and beep on these. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, Let me ride and and uh, one two. Three and two, that fuck. Snoop Doggy Doggy, Dr. Dre is at your door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're gonna rip it up. Be with a microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Yo, it's Compton and Long Beach together, man. You know you in trouble. It ain't nothing like a G thing, baby. Too low down. Guys on the shop pie going crazy. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, um, so probably the greatest. I mean, let's be real. Greatest hip-hop record of all time. Started the West Coast movement. Yeah. Very important. Uh, TLC, baby, baby, baby. Oh, was that the one with Don't Go Chasing Wild? No, that, that one that was came 96. Out later. Yeah. That was 96. This was baby, baby, baby. Mm. Yeah. They were just getting warmed up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, PM Dawn. Do you remember them? There was, there was a heavy set, uh, heavy set African American guy who, who was just, who sang while to a dance beat while everybody else was around him and then he would just talk real soft to the beat like this da, 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 oh da. bro yeah that sounds like <laughs> that's like something women would inappropriately <laughs> touch themselves to while listening to or something yeah. that's hilarious um can i can i throw one out there sure vulgar display of power by pantera like i said uh they had that was their first record with phil no, Cow Cowboys was their first record for Phil. Yep. So this was the stadium record. Once again, a band that had put out a record, established themselves, probably done clubs, probably kind of blew up. This was the record that said, oh, you're playing Wembley, you're playing Rockefeller, you're playing Skydome. 
this was the one that put them on the, you know, those. Notice, that notice he said Skydome. Because it was that bad. It just finished. It was only barely 10 years old at that mm-hmm. point, I think. I think it finished in 82 or 83. It was a pain jump around. Oh! <laughs> and the man. Off the album Shamrocks and Shenanigans. And the man that produced and does backup vocal on that song, Mr. DJ Lethal, <laughs> would eventually break that band up after touring. And joined the infamous Limp Biscuit in the year of our Lord 1996. So if it weren't for Jump, and they would cover that song in like the greatest fashion to pay tribute to his old bandmates. And now they're all friends again, and they've actually gotten back together, and they're touring again. Yeah. When Biscuit's not doing their thing, Lethal goes and tours with the with the Irish boys. Good stuff. Humping around by Bobby Brown. Uh, that that was actually a pretty big song. Humping around. Uh, November Rain, Guns N' Roses. Uh, well, that we were taught that was a single. The records dropped the year before, but the video where yeah. Slash is playing in front of that small church. You ever see that? Uh, I hate to say this on the show. I hate saying. You ever seen that TikTok? You ever seen that reel? I hate saying that so much. But now and then I get one. There's one where it shows Slash that bit where he's playing, but it shows what it would really sound like, and it's just the sound of wind and him like picking a not plugged in <laughs> guitar. It's like, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. And he's like, and him just like. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I love the what it would really sound like. Anyways, it was uh, in vogue. Free your mind. That, the rest will follow. Yeah, <laughs> that's some classic <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah, that that's that's a that's a good one. What else you got? You gotta have more. For Rhythm me. is a dancer. That one as well. Oh God, yeah. Uh, let's be let's be real. This was the beginning of the dance scene, yeah. like just dance music. I mean, in the eighties, you had Grandmaster Flash, and you had you know. Um, uh, Professor Funk, and you had, um, help me out here. What else was kind of dancey in the '80s? You know, like, but I mean, like ABBA, and that, and Kisses. You know, yeah, but, '80s. But this, we had Snap and CNC Music Factory. But that, this was the beginning of that. Yeah. Like that, that, that became old, and it, be, and the not, the movement of, and Alan, I believe Alanis Morissette put out um, a record around this time called Alanis, where she was a pop artist trying to sound like Madonna. That it, it, it's when everybody was like, it's like Madonna can do it. Why can't I? Yeah. And every one of them found out the hard way why Madonna's so iconic because yeah. it is hard to be that good in that world it, it, to, to stand out and do cool things. And we had uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. Poor guy. I, the story. you got. If you haven't heard the story of, of, of how Sir Mix-a-Lot got effed in the B so hard and didn't make a cent <laughs> off that. Now, did he F himself in the B with signing bad contracts and other bad decisions? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But it's also about what happens when you prey on artists. When you prey on them, yeah. like they're 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 cannon fodder, basically, you, you treat some of these artists as disgusting. So that that's a sad story to hear about. I think he's okay now. I think he's managed to use his his celebrity to redeem himself and do some shows. He was yeah. on a couple shows and stuff. But that's a sad story. What a great song, but what a sad story to go with it. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into some movies. Some oh no, quit no! But Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple oh, Pilots. Stone yeah, Temple Pilots did core. Let's just keep knocking about Mary J. Blige. Just where's the four one one? Classic hip hop record that changed everything. Yeah. Uh, 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 Prodigy put out Prodigy. the experience. Oh, yeah. That's a massive one. Ice Cube put out the Predator. One, two, three. Here we come with the wicked. <laughs> yeah, they can't mess with that. Rage Against the Machine, self-titled record. Yeah. Bulls, uh, not Bulls on Parade. Um, F you, I won't do what you tell me, right? You know, yeah. now we're all just doing exactly what we've been told. Um, <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Uh, Dirt by Allison Chains. Absolutely classic. Yeah. And the last one I'll say, uh, Bon Jovi put out a good record, but you know, I, liked, I, 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 like, I like like one Bon Jovi song. So, Anyway, <laughs> lots of good stuff. Movies. Oh, the movies. Movies. Oh, movies. They're so Are they man. better? Are they better? Are they better than 91? No. I... 
No. No. There there are some good ones, but I mean, ninety one, you still had the OG Home Alone. That's true. So ninety two, though, we had, had uh, Home Alone two. Home Alone. <laughs> is it better? It's not better. It's good. That's the one where he's in New York. Yeah. Sorry, it's a close second, bro. Like it's close. <laughs> the first one was classic, but they did take the idea and just make it cool again. I, I gotta say, the sequel might be the hardest movie to make in the world. Yeah. I really do because you've got the the unforeseen success of the first one to live up to. Yeah. So right away, the last one, you're like, ah, let's get this Batman movie done. Ah, let's get this damn Ninja Turtles together. Come on, Jim, put the damn costumes together. Ah, let's get this uh, Beetle what? Beetle squash? Beetle smig? Beetle juice? Whatever the hell this movie's called. Let's get this going. Cut. Direct. And then it blows up, becomes the biggest thing. They're like, what? That effed up friggin' art thing I made with a horrible script and poor visual effects made a trillion dollars? We better make another one. Yeah. And that's with the pressure because it's like, well, I wasn't, the last one we weren't expecting anything. Now there's a level of expectation. So the script's got to be tight. The production's got to be tighter. The money's got to be tighter. The people that are directing and made the first one need to come back. I'll say it once, I'll say it again. And the movies that are successful do all of these things. Few exceptions, Aliens, with James Cameron being a new director, new cast, very rare, but made more money than the first one. It is rare. Um, but Batman got Tim Burton back, and they did Batman Returns and created probably, it's probably better, I would say better than the first one. I would say that Returns is better than Batman 1. I'd say that the, um, now Alien 3 came out. Yeah. Better than the first two? No. No. Not even close. Probably the worst one of the entire franchise, I would argue. Uh, People say the fourth one was. Yeah, Red but I'll be, I don't know. Winona Ryder being a weird little robot and stuff. Like I, I, The reason I think the fourth one is so better. Reaver was the robot. Yeah, but so was Winona Ryder. She was a robot on Yeah, that? she was a robot too. I don't recall her being the robot. I recall Am I wrong? her being afraid. One of them had like, and then there was all these little guts in them and they didn't know. And I was like, ah, I think Winona Ryder didn't know. And then yeah. she was like, oh, I'm one too. I think that's how it was. <laughs> now, Sigourney wasn't a robot, dude. She was a clone. Sigourney was a cl- she'd been yeah, cloned, yeah, yeah. and Winona was the robot. Okay, she didn't know. Anyways, it was a weird story, and it was really dumb, and and like just you had that new super alien. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. One. The reason I don't like three is because it's just one alien, and it's just a weird story. It's just a weird, and they end it, it. Well, I mean, it's like a prison planet run by men, and women are scarce. Well, I mean, they're just not a thing on this planet. Yeah. And suddenly, it's like, oh, there's a woman. So now. And then an alien goes and eats them all anyway. <laughs> it's a pretty kind of... I don't know. I just wasn't... A, it, I, I like... When a movie is building a franchise with a lore, if you're three movies in, you don't just do like a side story. It's a side quest. That well, whole movie's a side quest. The only thing that made it not a side quest was you saw the main character from the first two movies become implanted and die. Yeah. So that was the end of her legacy, I guess. But then they yeah. just brought her back for the form. So it's, that's why it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's, why, that's why part four was like, what the f*** is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you gotta quack yourself! Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> Woo! Ah! I won today! Yeah. Alex won mark Alex zero! Alex won, yeah. Just today, I've lost. Yeah. It, it, this is like when you're, when you, when I was, when I was at, uh, play football as a kid, I was, I played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, or not yeah. Hamilton, sorry, they were Clarington. The Clarington Tiger Cats, and we lost every game, but that one game of season that we won, oh boy, did we celebrate <laughs> that one one game is like, yo, we're 0 and 17. Now, now we're 1 and 17, bitch. Woo! You sound like a Leafs fan. <laughs> hey, wow. Well, hope that cuts deep for the boys in blue. But yeah, that's anyway. Sorry. More movies. Oh, so many, so many, so many. Come on. So, uh, Cool World. So, Cool World was one of them movies when 
you know, you're a boy and you're discovering your body and all of a sudden you see <laughs> an animated version of Kim Basinger who's been sexualized and you're like, oh, God, oh, what is that? So like much like- I have a tingle. <laughs> yeah. Mom. Yeah. Mom, I touched it and things came out of it. Ew. What happened? <laughs> She's like, oh God, you're a man now. Oh, get out of here. Go, you gotta sleep in the basement now. Also, to that same effect, you got Batman Returns, so you had Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Bro, also, I'm going to be real, though. That movie traumatized me as a five-year-old because it did that. It, I, I'll tell you how it traumatized me, okay? All right. I'm very attached to material things as a kid because I had lost a lot. I had a lot of loss, a lot of things taken away, a lot of change. Yeah. So, like, your stuffed animals, when you're a kid, they become, like, really, really part. Like, if, I was one of those kids where it's like if we went on vacation, I left my stuffed animal at home, I, we had to turn around. I would be inconsolable for the seven days. It was just not an yeah. option. Or we would have to go buy one. Like, I was nuts like that. So the scene when she takes all the stuffed animals and puts them in the garbage disposal, I was like, ah! <laughs> No! Sexy Michelle Pfeiffer that makes my pee-pee tingle! You can't destroy my favorite things! So I was very confused because I had a hard pee-pee, but a traumatized brain. So thanks, Michelle. Thanks for that. <laughs> as more, it was more Tim, but yeah, but still, yeah. that movie that's that isn't that interesting though because like as I was I was young enough to love that movie, but also young enough to get traumatized by it. That's cool. That that's no, you're never gonna get to experience that these days. Yeah, she killed it too though. Do you, like, I would put her performance. I mean, Devito killed it too, but I would put her performance with the bird. You know, she put that friggin' bird in her mouth. That's yeah. real, <laughs> bro. That's real. See oh. now you got a quack. One for one. <laughs> like I couldn't believe ties it. it up. Coming the, back down the-, <laughs> the behind the scenes on that. Have you ever seen like the the mini they went all out the miniatures of the city? That intro scene with the Christmas tree to watch how they made that. One of the greatest movies of all time. The music. Elfman soundtrack. Boat going down the sewer going down through the sewers when he when he goes in. Or what about when he pulls off the mask? <laughs> and he rips the rubber. First off, no eye makeup. They got to put eye makeup. I love that they did that with Pattinson. I got to give credit to Matt Reeves for finally putting the makeup on when he takes it off because it gives them a real dark. It, it makes it darker. Yeah. I probably thought it would look goofy. It doesn't look goofy. And girls like a man in eyeliner. Well, Ask depends. any woman. You it, put a fuck. You put it male depends. Eye. If it was clear cut and just like a, a circle, it would look stupid. It but would. If, it, if it was smeared, the way like, it was smeared. Yeah, he's sweating. He's beating up bad guys. It's not gonna be. It's not Halloween makeup. Yeah. He's got sweat running in his eyes, so he's like, ugh. Right? You know it's going to be like <laughs> running. Like, Pattinson's perfect. Yeah. Per- when he rips it off and he's watching the computer, I- I'll be honest, I am super looking forward to Batman too. I saw some talk about how it's going to have our 13-year-old Robin. They really want to put Robin in. No, uh, Pattinson specifically is the one pushing it. He's pushing that. He said, I, yeah. I want a Robin, and I want him to be more young than any other Robin, so that it's like, why is this 13-year-old out there with him, and then the 13-year-old's going to save him? I think that's what they're going to do. It's going to be cool. Okay. Very cool. I'm super stoked for that, and I think it might be Clayface. We'll see. I'm we'll hearing. See. Yeah. If they don't be pissed, a little bit mad. A little bit mad because you and I have such a good script in our heads. <laughs> if they don't do Clayface, we got to get to work. Yeah. We'll be like, we'll be like, we got Batman 3. Don't even worry. Um, but yeah, that movie changed. I think that it, nothing touched it until Dark Knight. That movie was the king of, of, of action, comic book, superhero, whatever you want to call it. The king of movies based on an IP that you had to pay for. Let's yeah. call it that. The king, top notch. Nobody touched it until Nolan's Dark Knight. Begins was like, oh, okay. But it's begins kind of came off like a prequel because they gave him the Joker card and you think, oh, okay, he's tying into eighty nine Batman. Yeah. But then we find out that's not the case. But either way, still, I, I liked it kind of when Batman Begins was the only one of his movies out and it tied into the original two. <laughs> I kind of liked that. 
If you watch Begins and then Batman and Batman Returns, that's a nice set of three movies. It really is. It sets up a nice... The, he finished his trilogy, but it is a nice setup. But I, I feel like Nolan did more with... Oh, he did. Bruce, with Bruce's parents than Burton did. With the, why, why do we fall down to pick ourselves back up? Dude, that... Like, it was, oh, just hearing that. Yeah. Having no dad watching the Bruce daddy scenes. It's like, I can't you, Bruce. <laughs> Remember the good times? I'm rolling a few. You know? It's really, really good. It's not... I love that. But anyways, Batman. Yeah, that also as a young kid with massive daddy issues. Like, that was... Yeah. A, Batman really hit me. Um, did you did you ever see that? Uh, there's like a meme where like the kids like where the kid says like I want to be just like Batman. It's like okay, so they go off and kill his parents. Yeah, they just immediately <laughs> cap his mom in the head. <laughs> like <laughs> right, that's funny. Um, can I mention uh, two kids movies that you might not have cared about because you're a bit older? Uh, Three Ninjas no, and Fern Gully. Uh, yeah, obviously. You were into that? Yeah. Okay, Fern Gully was. I would argue they're doing another one. They're doing it again. Is they, I think they're doing a live action one. And yeah, I they're doing a live action. I cannot wait, man. It, oh, it's like a six and a half on. I mean, movie. it's not going to be the same without Robin Williams for Baddie because yeah, mean, it was yeah, Robin. Will, but they managed. I was going to say they did the genie. I was going to say, are they going to get Will Smith? <laughs> well, uh, number okay. Can we just quick pause on 1992? I got to ask you something. I thought about this, and I thought specifically I need to ask Mark on the shop hot about it. And here we are, and it came into my head. And before I forget, let's get out of the way. All right. Will Smith's got two big movies coming out. He's doing Bad Boys 4, I believe it's called. And he's doing another franchise that he's... Oh, uh, I Am Legend 2. And I'm a huge fan of the first one. Yeah. Am I done with Will Smith? I'm a massive Chris Rock fan. I am... Really? Even after that video sent you? I have zero... The whole Epstein Island thing? Friggin' tolerance for... I don't care. At the end of the day, he still like got up and was like a, a clown <laughs> in front of everybody. And for this whore. For, for some whore. She's a whore. For this horrible wife of his. Okay, if you're gonna slap him around, he should have said something about Will. I don't like anything about it, and I've always liked Chris Rock. And yeah, that's I can't take away that CB4 was like one of my favorite movies of all time. I can't no. take away that Bigger and Blacker is. I mean, it's so goddamn good that Michael Scott made a whole series of television based around <laughs> being white and imitating that bit. Yeah. That, that series took off based on the fact that he was like, there's two types of black people, right? The whole show took off because Mike was, everyone was like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, because he imitated, that, that's how powerful Chris was with his comedy, that you could quote it in a show and the show would become the biggest show on TV. I mean, obviously, there's performance from from our boy involved and all that. But still, it was, you know what I mean? That's how big he was. You just quote his stuff and you're big. So, yeah, I, I got my issues. The same way I don't like Eminem. Eminem, because plane could go down, I'd laugh right now. But I cannot take away what Marshall did for me as a young man with his music. Yeah. And what he did for me when the Bush, during the Bush administration when he was shatting all over Bush. Or what he was, you know what I mean? Like, I definitely still have my moments. And the same thing with Chris. I still have my moments. And bottom line is, Chris's movies are bad. Chris was, did uh, that Spiral movie. It was amazing. It was so much better than anything I've seen. Bad Boys 3 sucked. I I'll say it. It was garbage. It was absolute I, I, garbage. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't on the same field it, as, as part two. one and two. One was long and experimental, and two was perfected. And three was like, Worse than one. Part 
part one with Taya Leone where where I'm where he was. Uh, I'm Mike Lowry. I'm yeah, Lowry. That was the Mike funniest Lowry. part. That was the that best. was great. That was amazing. Yeah, I went, but the second one when the pool breaks and it falls into the river as the camera pans out at the end of the movie, there's just so many moments that like just saying the name of the movie or when they're in the they're shooting through the fireplace at the guy like and he's yelling and they're yelling at each other. Why you gotta do this now, man? Why now? And they're just getting shot. Just bullets everywhere. Really? Now you want to talk about this now? Like I just love it, man. I feel like it's you and me. You and me if we were cops. You know, just me yelling. Mark, right now you're like, well, I tried to talk to you about this earlier, but you didn't want to. You know? I just, uh, just like bros, but so different personalities. A, yeah. a personality A and B. So I love that. I didn't get that in the third one. I didn't get none of that. None of that tension. None of that. You know, I actually like wanted to knock Martin Lawrence in the head in the second one myself. You know what I mean? In the third one, I was like, I didn't really wasn't connected to any of the characters. But anyway, um, are we done with Will? Like, that's my, my question to you. Because, and this is why I'm saying it. No one went to see The Flash because Andrew's a bad guy. Andrew's a bad guy. Okay, and that's fine. Screw the 20,000 other people that were invested in the movie financially because that's their job. Fuck the 20,000 people that... <laughs> yeah, fuck everybody that, that actually, like, you know, fuck the families of... Ben Affleck and fuck, you know, fuck, um, I don't know. What's the girl who played Supergirl? She was cute. She's new. She's not super rich and famous yet. What's her name? Fuck her. Fuck that bitch. Ruin her career. Yeah, you did a movie with Ezra, slut. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not about that. That's, that's okay, apparently. We're, we can destroy, you know, a whole movie because we didn't like Ezra and they wouldn't get rid of him and it was too late in production to recast him and whatever BS. But we're going to go see I Am Legend 2, and we're going to condone, as he apologized to Chris? Have they face-to-faced? Nope. Chris put out a special talking about how very displeased he was that everyone called him a bitch, and he messaged him to reach out and say, are you okay? Didn't get a call back, and then got that. Yeah. Uh, we all know the story now, okay? And, I mean, yeah, my opinion of Chris does not factor into this. It's just my opinion of Will. It, it, take the celebrity he slapped and fa- make him faceless and nameless. I'm already, I'm off it. I'm off it. If you're going to destroy Ezra and, and boycott his movie and kill his career over what he did, you should do the same thing to him. I'm sorry. Same fucking thing. Maybe more. Well, did you see that, did you see that clip where like from an old movie, uh, the exact same thing happened like from an old movie? So it's like, oh, okay, so they're just reenacting this entire thing. A lot of people think it's fake, but I why would Chris spend half his special and I mean I mean he's a damn good actor if you make that all up. If it was all staged and he had a whole I don't think Chris would put a whole section of his show in he might have mentioned, Well, we all know what happened with Will, right? Yeah, my face is still sore, motherfucker. And that would have been it. That's all you would have got. He would have moved on to the next joke. Yeah. Why do why do he beat that horse with a chain till it had nothing but bones? Like we do on the shop hot. I, the only reason you do that is if you're you got a fucking bone to pick. Well, not necessarily. Not if you're just following through with it. I guess it seems like an awful lot of work for a creative person to follow through with. He's got a lot of potential to write. Well, things. I mean, if you're in the spotlight because of this, you now have to. I guess go I just think it. that like a half hour is a lot of time to spend on something if yeah. it was a stage thing. I feel I don't. Maybe maybe you know what? I'll I'm not telling you that I don't think it's there's a chance it was all made up. I'm not going to say that to you because I, I I in this world. With fucking blue umbrellas surviving yeah. fires, you know what I mean. I'll believe anything. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, it's just during that time, uh, something was going on politically with Biden, and then I'm getting a text from her saying that, uh, yeah, Will Smith just slapped Chris, and I was like, yeah, I I, I heard about yeah, it. Did Trump I, get arrested that day too? Or <laughs> they tried to get him, they couldn't. They're like, then slap Will, slap Will, quick now. 
Slap Chris. Before, so, yeah, slap, yeah, somebody slap Chris before, yeah. before somebody looks over here at Biden. Yeah. You know, maybe he got caught with mushrooms in the White House that time. <laughs> He's working his way up to the hard stuff. Yeah. So uh, back to 92. 92. So Buffy the OG came out this year. Now, ta- I actually, we were talking about this off air. I so it starred, no idea. So it starred Christy Swanson. This was before. So this is a movie yeah. that the television show was based off of. Now, yeah. is there a book or a series of books that this is all comes from, that this all stems from? Uh, there are comic books, yeah. Comic books. So Buffy is a comic. Yeah. It was a Dark Horse comic, wasn't it? I, I don't remember who did it. I believe, but uh, but yeah. So this starred uh, Christy Swanson, Paul Rubens, Donald Sutherland. Mm. Donald Sutherland was like he's good. He was he was the guy recruiting Buffy in this one. Oh, and Luke Perry's in it too. Luke Perry is the love interest. If you don't know who Luke Perry is, you need to get in a time machine and go back to the nineties. He he's the one who's all like, "I'll be the big strong boyfriend." Oh shit, I'm a I'm I'm up against vampires. I got nothing, and Oops. then. And then, uh, hey, don't talk to my girl like that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. It looks like I bit off more than I could chew. Yeah. Remember me, baby. <laughs> yeah. That was actually kind of close. The way you said, remember, like you had the right tone. <laughs> yeah. You were saying that. Yeah. I was just imitating Hayden Christensen. <laughs> By the way, okay, we're going to get to, if you, uh, other things we're going to get to on the show after we talk about 1992 are, are we're going to talk about Star Wars because big Star Wars news. We're going to talk about um, politics and what's going on with that. And uh, what else have we got today? Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Starfield. Yes, we're going to have big talk. That's, I was, uh, sorry, that's what was mind farting. Video game talk, Starfield. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, there's uh, Sonic news, big Sonic news yep. coming out. So we'll talk a little bit about that. That's all coming up later if you want to keep listening to Shop So uh, Army of Darkness was... was oh, I was going to throw Army of Darkness out there. Tell me, you're a 10-year-old boy. So this is one thing I like to talk about with you, right? Because I talk a lot about... What made me love Sonic as a kid? You know, there was a lot going on in my life that made me connect with that little blue guy and a lot made me connect with what with Batman, you know, the parents thing and that. What about horror? I mean, imagine it was around 10 that you started realizing that I really like watching people get cut up with knives. <laughs> I really like, like, the more bloody and gory it is. Like, at that age, talk to, I, I want to grill you a little bit. What were your favorite horror movies at that age or were you just starting to find them? No, no, I was, I was watching. You were already balls deep in the yeah. horror world. That's my boy. That's my boy. So you're <laughs> ten years old. You're already. <laughs> I've seen it all. Yeah. You'd seen Friday Thirteenth. You'd seen um, Nightmare on Elm. All of them. There's yeah. like four out at the time. You'd seen, but uh, uh, work with me here. What else? Uh, you'd seen Halloween. Hellraiser. The yep. third Hellraiser came out in 1992. So you'd seen the first two. You liked Hellraiser, yes? Yeah. Pump, Pumpkinhead. Um, Children of the Corn. Had been out. It was an 80s cult classic. Did you seen it? Oh, oh, you know what came out in 92? Candyman. The yeah. original Candyman. Oh, yeah. Now, I will admit, as a five-year-old boy, I saw it the next year. I was getting babysat by this, my babysitter, Ryan, the guy that got me into Sonic. Yeah. And he fucking played me. He's like, you want to watch a scary movie? I was like, yeah. Bro. My mother <laughs> yelled at him so hard. Because I wouldn't tell her. I'm like, I can't sleep. She's like, why? I was like, I can't tell you. She's like... What the fuck? She thought, like, Ryan molested me or something. I'm like, no, he didn't touch me. She's like, what the fuck? You got to tell me. Uh, you're my kid. Like, you're freaking out. I'm like, I just watched Candyman. She's like, what? I wish he molested you. It would be better that way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Candyman, what a horrible movie. Is that the one with the black guy that kills you when you say his name five times? And you say, Candyman, Candyman. I'm like, Mom, stop. Don't say it. Don't finish. Got my hand on my hand over her mouth. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm fucking sweating, terrified. Oh, I just want to go to sleep. 
Ryan lived downstairs. You see a bee and you're like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Ryan lived in the, we lived in a triplex. So we were top floor. Ryan was middle floor. And then there's basement. The basement kid had a Game Boy and a SNES. So I go jam with him. I had a Jenny. So we were homies. But then Ryan was our, my babysitter. So the next day she gives him so much shit. He was like 15 at the time too. Yeah. You know, he's him and I are buddies now, but like, fuck man. That makes me like, takes me back. Candyman. I got in trouble. That movie traumatized me. Yeah. That movie, uh, like, Fuck the the scene. Oh, this there's a scene. Is that the one where he skins a guy a little bit? He like cuts his shoulder and like peels the skin off of the guy, and he's trying to. Get, the guy's trying to get away, and he can't get him, so he just cuts him and then uses his skin to pull him back. Oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Five years old. I was like, man, yeah, get him. Ah, never mind. <laughs> it was, you know what I mean? When you're when you're that age, you're like, I want to see, I want to see. I can't take my eyes off it. But then when the thing happens that you know is gonna happen, you're like, what have I done? Yeah. To my little brain, little little electrical wires snapping off in there, <laughs> irreparable. Yeah. Yeah, Tell me about your favorite just, horror movies. So I just loved the fear. I I didn't at the time I didn't like nightmares, but I, I actually loved the fear. So every Friday, uh, my brother and I we would go over to our friends and we would go off to Video King or Block yeah yeah Blue Video or King. Jumbo Video. I was gonna say what about the elephant. Yeah, and uh, and then we'd pick out a horror movie, and then we'd go back and we'd watch the horror movie. So there, like, it was great because it wasn't necessarily just like the big name slashers or the big like we. Scream were just, wasn't out yet, right? Ninety two, no. no, no, it was a few years away. Yeah. So we were watching uh, basically anything. It didn't matter if it was a B movie or if, uh, whatever. We would we would watch it, and what I love. You got into some eighties B movie horror shit because there's I've seen some great ones. Like um, Attack of the Giant Spiders from like 87 or 88. You know what I mean? They did yeah. a remake of the old 60s one. And it's horrible. It's, <laughs> and they made it for like 40 grand. But fuck, is it ever fun to watch? Yeah. Yeah. And then, but like there was uh, the movie Critters. I don't know if you know what Critters is. I've are. heard of this. Yep. Yep. Critters is, uh, is great. It, it's got comedy to it. But at the time, for the effects in that era of, of like we're in 92. So it's like practical effects. And it's like, but they were good. See, that's the thing, like, we're talking about the Ninja Turtles yesterday, we're talking about Batman today, you know, Top Gun, which was a few years before, they hold up, because yeah. they actually blew shit up. Yeah. They're like, so we need this building to blow up. They'd be like, yeah, $5,000 and 20 CGI artists later. Nope. <laughs> One demo guy. Yeah. One take, six cameras. <laughs> that's how you did it. Yeah. That's how they made everything. They blew it up once. They had a lot of cameras, and then they just cut and played it over and over, added effects, and it was amazing. Also, like we talk about, um, like you say, practical effects, miniatures. We cannot not give credit for that. I, I would say, what would you say, 90% of over, overhead shots of dystopian fictional societies like Blade Runner, yeah. um, overhead shots, um, you know, World building, you know. Hey, here's what it looks like over top, you know. Uh, I mean, it was a little. Miniatures. It was a little more expensive to hop in a helicopter and fly. Well, yeah, there was no phone. drone. Now you put a fucking camera on a drone, it goes, and you're all. It's over. Shots yeah. got. But uh, yeah, you had to get a helicopter. You had to put the boys up in it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they dropped cameras off helicopters. If if, it, if they were doing a scene where they had to make it shaky, uh, True Lies broke two cameras. Which is years later, I know. A couple, I think it's only 94. I think it's only two years later. But you know what I mean? Like, shit happened. Oh, no. Were we talking about that yesterday? Or, or last week, sorry? True Lies? Or no, that, no that's not no, yet. That's 94, no. I believe. Yeah, he was still doing Terminator. He was still in the Terminator phase now. Yeah. He just put out Terminator 2 in 91. So he wasn't there yet. But yeah, practical effects were huge. And 
there was a little CGI was starting. So the electricity in Terminator was added, right? That's that was added in. You yeah. you see little bits and pieces of it uh, showing up here and there, but it's in its it's in its infant stages, and it only happens now and then. That's why the Force lightning in Jedi Return of the Jedi from '83. If you think about it, 83, yeah. there was nothing even close to what that, that force lightning. And then Vader's skull, like, flashing because he was being electrocuted by picking him up. Yeah. Like, that was pretty, in 83, you got to think, they were still using that same level of CGI lightning in Terminator 2 in 1991. And making, passing it off like, yeah, he came from the future. People were like, I believe it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Nowadays, you look at it, you're like, Pfft. but back then, it was like, oh my god. <laughs> I like that. I think that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. we were still seeing things blowing up in practical effects. What else? Big practical effects movies. Because Fern Gully was animated. Aladdin came out that year too. So Robin Williams had two absolutely stellar. Speaking of Aladdin and Will Smith and all the bullshit yeah. we were just talking about, um, the original Robin Williams Aladdin came out. I I had seen. Oh my God! No, this was it. This was the first movie I ever saw in theater. Oh, okay. Aladdin was numero uno. I had never seen a movie in theaters until then. I remember going to see it at the Cineplex in Oshawa. No, it wasn't a Cineplex. It was a Famous Players. Famous Players, yeah. I sat on the left because there was a rows in the center and then two aisles, and on the on the left side there was like just groups of two and three seats. And I was like, I want to sit on the side. I was like, so stupid. I, I don't know why. why. I, I didn't know anything about the surround sound. I didn't know anything about like, well, I just wanted to sit off to the side like I did in class. You know what I mean? I guess. Or like, because I started school, I was like, I want to sit in the front. So yeah, I went and sat off to the side of my stepdad. I was like, are you fucking serious? Really? All right, we'll, fly. we'll sit in the corner on the side here. And we watch. And I'll, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that. I mean, the music, Robin's voice. I didn't know what I was getting into. I was uh, number one. I was seeing probably one of the greatest animated movies ever made uh, of an entire generation. <laughs> Riff, raff, street rat. I can relate. Right. I don't buy that. Hey, guess what? I had ramen noodles three times this week. I'm just like him, but I don't. <laughs> should I start taking things? Only they'd look closer. Maybe, maybe they should look. Can closer. I get some sweet Armenian pussy? Would they see a poor boy? Yes, they would. No, sorry. What do you mean? No. Yes, they would. No, I was much more into the find a genie and just put on a big show and be like, look at me. I'm all these things but i'm really none of these things I was, I was all about that i was like yeah that's right and then when she's like oh, i wish you'd just been honest i was like no that, that movie had so many lessons for a young man i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, these fucking god here it comes here it comes these fucking goddamn leftist bullshit disney fucking movies these days are so full of shit that movie did a good job at preparing young men for being told that no matter how fucking hard you try it'll never be enough for a woman <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah, you can get mad if you want, ladies. You can get mad if you want. But it also taught you, you little bitches, as little young girls that were like, oh, like a little Jasmine. I want to be like her. I want a tiger. I want a pet tiger. That all men are liars. And they'll say whatever they can to get your pussy. Are either of these things false? No, they're not. And that movie is, I'm sorry, it's a Disney movie, but it did instill those morals. He fucking robbed a treasure chest in the desert. He went under hundreds and hundreds of feet, almost got burned by magma, pouring out of the ground. His monkey friend almost died. Carpets were flying around. There was gold everywhere. Giant pits, monsters. Ah, it's all caving in. Oh, my God. And then he crawls from the wreckage of the sand. Ah, and he's like, ah, ah. well, now that that's over, I'm going to go get that pussy. Well, actually, 
It it was he was tasked by Jafar to get the lamp, and all and he was told to touch nothing else, and all he touched was the lamp, and it was a boo. I know, but the point is, after <laughs> that traumatizing experience, you remember him being stuck in the cave. Yeah. Rubs the lamp, genie comes out, he's like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> you know, and then he gets out, right? Still, he's like, you know what? Let's go get that pussy. You know? well, I mean, he actually <laughs> manipulated the genie into getting him out. He was Oh, a- I didn't use I didn't say I wish that we were out of here, and he's like, You're right. That was that was very miserable close. shit. <laughs> and see, that's why the and that these new Disney movies. Like, this is why people talk shit about Star Wars, too, because the old Star Wars, you can still analyze little details. You know what I'm saying? about the? You ever see the old pictures of Alec Guinness saying, I fought in the Clone Wars? Yeah. And, it, and then they show, like, a scene from the Clone Wars, even though Alec Guinness did not know, didn't even know what that was. The Clone Wars weren't a thing at the time. It was just a fucking, it was a line in a script. But they, they, you know what I mean? You can watch Star Wars now and still get something out of it because it's layered. And they build the story outside of it so that, you know, it's it, what happens when Anakin and, 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 and Luke meet each other is more important. And then they do it with other franchises too, is, 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 is building that so that it means more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that they, the Aladdin, Aladdin's done that too. All these years later, as a as a grown, you know, divorced man that's been in and out of it, I can still watch that movie and get get something out of it. Could you get the same types of layering out of the live action Aladdin that's got that I'm a girl and yeah. I can do whatever I want? You know that song that Broad did that was not in the original that they added that was just like I can I'm so strong and independent. And it's like Actually, you're an Arabian princess in the 1300s. They would slap you with their right hand so fast for talking this loud. That's what would actually happen. If you want to be historically accurate, guys. Yeah. The first one was a lot better. Her dad told her to shut the fuck up, look pretty, and sit in the backyard with her tiger. That's how it was. And she didn't like that because she wanted to be more. That's the story. Yeah. That fucking movie pissed me off when she was dancing. Look at me. Me and all my girlfriends are going, no, you're not. You and all your girlfriends would be in the fucking dungeon if you decided <laughs> to have an opinion in that age, especially yeah. with that color of people. I'm sorry. Brown people were always more oppressive with women and continue to be more oppressive to women than any other society in history of human beings. Yeah. Even the Chinese give their fucking women more credit for existing than the Indians do. Yeah. Like, or, or they, you know, people, yeah. So we're, we're going to speed through a couple of, because, like, we've got so. Still so many other things in the 90s. There's games to talk about, as well as the actual events. I'm sorry. So I'm just going to go off yep, let's rip the through. list here. Okay, so there was also uh, Universal Soldier, Van Damme. And Lethal Weapon 3! Lethal Weapon We'll do one. We'll just go back and forth. White Man Can't Jump. I got another one here. Where did it go? <laughs> Under Siege, Tom Cruise. One of my absolute favorites. <laughs> you know the boat movie? He's on a boat. What, didn't that star Steven Seagal? Oh, sorry, it did. Yes. <laughs> Not Tom Cruise. Encino Man, Polly Shore, Brent Oh, Frazier. Jesus, that's a pretty friggin' classic yep. one. Basic Instinct. Uh, Chaplin, starring Robert Downey. Oh, jeez! Uh, who played Blade again? Wesley Snipes, yeah. Passenger 47. Love that. 57. 57, Passenger <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula, starring... I was going to say, actually, that was one of the ones that was on my list. Scent of a Woman, one of the most classic... Al pa- was that, I keep getting these actors wrong. That was Al Pacino, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And who was uh, opposite him? I don't remember. <sighs> okay, but either way, another good movie. Uh, you were going on about Muppets Christmas Carol? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. 
Then uh, Reservoir Dogs. Wayne's World, Party Time, Excellent. <laughs> that also came out. <laughs> yeah. Which I, uh, I, I say that horribly reluctantly because I fucking hate that movie. And I fucking I hate loved it. it. Like, I, I know. memorized it word for the, word. But the reason I hate it is because everyone just keeps like I you don't understand in high school and early 20s like all I got was hey look it's Garth like that was and I was like I fucking hated that so much thank you yeah <laughs> I never liked any of that then you got uh, um, uh, the Mighty Ducks did that come out in 92 yeah. the first one yeah. Emilio Estimus yep <laughs> oh Jesus Christ there was really no bad movies that year yeah Death Becomes Her with Bruce Willis Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep that was also great and then uh, that boxing movie that I talked about called Gladiator. I love that movie. Uh, that also came out. Next. White men can't jump. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Okay, so uh, so so breeze through some games because we still got events to talk about. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, let's. Uh, I need. I'm definitely gonna quick quick. This was the first year that uh, uh, a company decided to make a video game come out worldwide at one day, on one day. So. 1991 Christmas was the first Christmas that the Sega Genesis and their 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 premier game that had been released, Sonic, beat Mario. They were like, oh my god, oh my god, guys, we did it, guys, we did it, guys, we did it. They're like, what did we do? They're like, we, 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 we beat Nintendo. They're like, we did what? They're like, we out. Let me spell this out for you really fucking slow. We outsold the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo. We unsold it. They're like, now what do we do? Now it's time to hold the number one. The only thing harder than getting to number one is fucking staying there. So what did they do? They released Sonic 2 on Sonic Tuesday. And to this day, games are released on a Tuesday worldwide. And that started in 1992 with the release of Sonic 2. Yeah. I'll never forget that poster. The poster had Sonic and Tails. You know the, the cover of Sonic 2 has Sonic and Tails side by side with the number two behind them and Robotnik's grabbing the number two all angry. Yeah. And the poster showed that exact scene, but it was from behind. So you could see the two backwards and Sonic and Tails' little butts from back, but they were all dark. And it said, are you up to it with the number? Yeah. I had that poster on my wall staring like, like drool running down my cheek. Like, where's it game? And then the screenshot of Emerald Hill, screenshot of, of, of the fairy. It was a big deal. Mortal Kombat. Also, this was the year oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat 2, I believe, had come out. Um, nope, the original Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And it was full of blood. The Genesis version, was it was in arcades, and then on Genesis it was full of blood. When it released for the Super Nintendo, the blood it was turned blood to out. sweat. It was blue, and it was, called, it was sweat. And the uh, fatalities were almost completely removed. There was only like one or two of them that were the same. They were usually just like a giant punch. They had alternate animated fatalities for the Super Nintendo because Nintendo was a fam family system this helped further push nintendo basically being the the, the game console for your little sister because <laughs> here you go little sis play my snes i'm gonna get my genesis i'm gonna not play. only did genesis have blood but they also had green blood you could get a code a cheat code for green blood like you're able to change the colors and the Genesis had Streets of Rage already, too, which was an arcade that was not on the SNES yet. SNES had n didn't have a port. Genesis had Sonic 2. They had that. Um, now, not to say Mario didn't fuck around. Mario fucking... There's a reason Sonic was working overtime. There's a reason that they were playing overtime over at um, Sega with the Immortal Kombat blood and all that because Mario put out Mario Kart. The original yeah. Mario Kart. The original. The, the OG. That's still the best. The banger. Woo! Jesus, I'm hard thinking about it. Ugh. You know how many girls I was like, if I beat you in this race, you have to touch my dick. And they did it. it happened all the time. <laughs> girls are really bad at Mario Kart. I'd be like, come over to my house and play Mario Kart. You go about three games in. You kind of feel them out. Let them win. 
and then be like, I'll make a deal. If you can win the next one. And then you do something. Be like, I'll go to the store and get you like a 3D bag of jalapeno Doritos. Be like, <laughs> wow, those are delicious. And it's 1992, so they're so available. Um, <laughs> that would be great. What happens so if, they're so available. What happens if I lose? Like, you have to touch my penis. Like, ah, well, I'm not going to lose. Okay, that's fine. They all lost. <laughs> uh, that was good times. <clears throat> so for the young kids out there. Oh, Mario Paint also came out that year. Mario Paint was so good. Did, we talk, did that change your life? Because I'll be honest. Yeah. I spent. My mom would, would be like, boom. What the fuck are you doing awake at three in the morning on this goddamn? And then she'd see me on Mario Paint. And she'd be like, what? Oh, okay. That's fine. Because I'd be making music with little yeah. notes, drawing pictures. I'd make, I'd make full animated fucking scenes you could with that. That game encapsulated me. And it's not a Mario game. They call it Mario Paint, but there's no Mario. I mean, Mario's in it, but there's not a platforming. There's nothing traditional about it. It's a game about learning. It's a game about music. It's a game about spelling. It's a game about creativity. It's a game about drawing. It's a game about animation. All the, the musical notes were just Mario symbols. Yeah, but by associating A with Mario's head and, <laughs> you know, E flat with, yeah, you know, it's teaching you. I created songs. Like, I was... What that came out, f- I probably didn't play it for a year or so after it came out. So I was probably six or seven years old, and I was creating. I remember listening, you know, the um, Power Rangers. Do do yeah. do 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 do. I created that in. I I went in and made that like yeah. that. I, that's when I was like. They they I also had uh, basically. I, I think it was like an eight bit style of drawing. Like you could zoom in so that you would get pixel by pixel. Yeah, and then zoom yeah. out, and you're like, hey, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah. You could, and they were big. They were like 120 kilobyte files. Yeah. Which these days we're all laughing, but like at, at the time, files were two kilobytes. A save file would have been about half kilobytes to two yeah. kilobytes back in these days. Like we're talking the entire game. You know, the entire game of Mario fits on a floppy disk. <laughs> like it's less than three megabytes, and it's probably the greatest game ever made. They had a they had a fly game as well, where it was all in your reaction, like moving the mouse around. You had to. S- uh, you were in control of the fly swatter. Shining Force. Huge game. Sega Genesis. Made a lot of money. Kid Chameleon. Fuck, I hate this game! <laughs> Did not like that game. Um, Darkwing Duck. Oh. Probably, uh, I was a huge fan. Can we do the theme together? Darkwing Duck. <laughs> when there's trouble, you call DW. Darkwing, Darkwing Duck. Duck. Yeah. Let's Darkwing. get Darkwing. dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that was dope. Like we that and and also Ducktales. <laughs> like so many good theme songs back in those days. That yeah. and they all had a video game. Ducktales had a video game. Darkwing Duck had a video game. Dragon Ball Z had a video game. All the good stuff. But that's kind of like the main. I mean, Sonic, Final Fantasy V, Wolfenstein 3D did come out on PCs. But I'll be real with you. To talk about it in a 1992 context is hard to do. Nobody had it. Like, it came out, and yeah, rich kids had a fucking, were like, oh my god, I'm on the server waiting. <laughs> my daddy works for a shoe, owns a shoe company. Or, my well, daddy <laughs> has stocks in Walmart. Real people did not have a computer waiting for Wolfenstein to come out in a 1992. Lot of people, a lot of people I know had that, but, like, the, the computer I had was, uh, Couldn't C- run it was CGA graphics, so it was, like, orange and black. It, wasn't, it didn't have a color graphics card. I, f- I did play this game in 94, about two years later, when they were working on, I believe Doom was out or just about to be released. Yeah. But Doom, of course, because it was new and I was poor, I didn't have the hardware for it. None of my friends had the hardware for it, but we could run Wolfenstein by then because we had uh, something, something at school that ran DOS. Yeah. No, yeah, and we would load it up in DOS. Do you remember doing that? You put the disc in. What was the help me help me out? 
What was the if you if you wanted to find something on the computer, it was C semicolon backslash. If you wanted to find something if in the floppy find... drive, it was D. Uh, the floppy drive was A. Was it A? Yeah. I knew I'm not. It was A, yeah. wasn't it? What was if you it? wanted to find something in DOS, it was D I R space C. But no, but I mean, once you put the, the, the if you wanted to load something from from a source, yeah, there was a CD ROM which was E, I believe. The CD ROM was, was D. E, was D or E? Yeah, it was D. E it was D, and then you got A was your floppy. Yeah. C. What's B? B is the the big floppy. The big floppy. Three. Yeah. The uh, seven inch. Yeah, because we had three and a halves. I wasn't alive for sevens. You ever have a seven? We talked about this, I think, before. I've never put a f actual... They call them floppy disks because the original ones were actually floppy. Yeah. Um, the ones that I'm talking about that I call three and a half inch floppy are solid, and yeah. they have a little little thing. Yeah, all the games that I used to play were on the big floppy. <laughs> They're on the big one, really? You put them in, and you had to turn Bro, the knob you down. Fucking, like, you got me in. beat, man. You got me beat. I did have a... Printer. A dot I, matrix. I did printer. have a dot matrix printer. <laughs> Mom, I have to. I have to print a store. I didn't have one. It was at school. But we're I out of paper. Okay, you have to put them in. Lift the things on the side, and then put the little spots. Tommy broke in the it holes. again. Tommy brought. Why? I, I told him to be nice. Fuck. We have ten projects. Tommy, you, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of the computer lab, Tommy. Why do you let him in here? Why do you let him in here? There was always that one kid that was really good at gym. And then you'd bring him into the computer lab, and he fucked everything up. Yeah. I hated that kid. But he was dead. He wanted him on your... When they were like, all right, guys, we're going to play dodgeball. You'd be like, I want Tommy. I got Tommy on mine. Yeah, he's not good with computers, but that kid knows how to fucking throw. <laughs> <laughs> right? Always. Um, so those are the games. That's pretty much it with that. And let's finish her up by talking about um, just quick, important shit that went down. So this... Okay, so hang on. There was a game that everybody's familiar with in elementary school. It wasn't a 92 game, but the reason why I'm bringing it up is I was scrolling through the Xbox store, and I saw just a remake of this game that I'm dying to play now. It's it's actually $38 to buy, but it's a remake of uh, the Oregon Trail. Oh, God! I want to play it so bad. I want to play it. You died of dysentery. Yeah. It's like, yes! <laughs> Sounds like I lived a good yeah. life. Okay, some uh, some major events that happened in 92. You had uh, Bill Clinton was elected in November of 92. But he was also elected to the Democratic... Uh, nominated to be the Democratic uh, nominee in July, and then they won, yeah. they won in November. Yeah. So he took over the following year. But Remember, though, he did not inhale. <laughs> Remember that. George W. Bush, sorry, George H. Bush, um, was that was his last year, and he was yeah. one of very few presidents uh, to serve one term, and only one term. Mm -hmm. um, that was also a quick, uh, the first, uh, Yugoslavia, we went into Yugoslavia, Desert Storm and all that the year before, so Yugoslavia became Serbia and some other country. At that point, they established that, yeah. because they blew the shitload out of Kosovo. Yep. Mike Tyson was sentenced to 10 years in prison. In 92. He didn't do that, though. He only did six, did he? I don't remember how long. He, he didn't do very much. Was, was that, that for the rape or for the ear? Uh, for the rape. For the rape, eh? Yeah, yeah you know. There, there was, uh, Sometimes there was a, you just can't hear when they're saying no. There was a movie that came out that was based on uh, Tyson going to prison, and it starred uh, Wes Wesley Snipes. Oh, wow. And he was basically uh, just this boxer uh, that was... Oh, no, no. Actually, it starred Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames went in there as uh, this big boxer who couldn't be beaten, couldn't be beaten, and he gets whooped by uh, by Wesley. And oh. and so Wesley is in jail as basically their, their prized fighter, and everyone's like, oh, you're not going to beat this guy. You're not going to beat this guy. He's like, oh, yeah. 
put <laughs> I can go. take him on. I can take him on. And every time he'd go to fight, people would be like, no, no, you're the champ. you got to stay looking good. And then by the end, he convinces him to fight. He gets his ass whooped by Wesley. And then it's like, we're, we're not going to talk about this. And so that so this is loosely based on Mike Tyson's time in prison. Because so apparently did. people in prison are saying that this is what happened. But Mike Tyson won't confirm or deny it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I will. There's a show on Disney Plus about Mike. I haven't watched it because I'm like, how accurate is the show on Disney Plus? Yeah. Called Mike. It's called. I think it's it's called Tyson or Mike or something like that. It's got a simple name, but yeah, I, I watched like a preview and I was like, it's like a whole season. I was like, now nah, they should have made this a movie. They should yeah. make an hour and a half. I'm not watching fucking 20, 10 episodes of this shit. Yeah. I do like Mike Tyson mysteries. I don't give a shit. That's funny. Anyway, yeah. so uh, smells like Nirvana hit thirty-five. On oh, the nice! The Weird Al, charted. Weird Al, yeah. And uh, Kurt Cobain loved that. But yeah. just so everybody knows, of all uh, Weird Al is on is quoted as for saying, of all the artists he's covered, his favorite artist to cover was Kurt because of his reaction and the respect that he got for doing what he did. Yeah. And the fact, the best part about that is that most songs that Weird Al covers. He doesn't rip on the artist. He just takes something like, you know, Bad and like by Michael Jackson. And what's that? What did he turn that into? Or Eat Bad. It. He did Eat It. Yeah, but it was I'm fat. He did I'm fat. You know, he doesn't make fun. He did not call Michael Jackson fat. He's just no. changing the words. But with Smells Like Nirvana, he specifically shit on the band in his parody. Um, Am- Amish Paradise doesn't make fun of rap or hip hop or, or anything or gangster, you know, living. Yeah. So I thought it was neat that that was one of his only songs that he shot on the artist and Kurt loved it cond- and let him do it and, and even encouraged it. I love that. Yeah. Goes to show how kind of duty was. Yeah. Uh, Jay Leno became the host of The Tonight Show. Wow. 1992. Who was the host before that? Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Gr- <laughs> didn't mean to. I'm just curious. I can't pick. Did The Tonight Show. S- was, wasn't that uh, Carson? I maybe I don't know. Can you tell me? Can you look up the Tonight Show real quick? There, just curious. Because I mean, these shows have been around for fucking Johnny Carson. Good for you. You win. Yeah. You win. Good for you, bro. You knew. You didn't need to look that up. You gotta have that confidence, bro. You're like Johnny Carson. I'll be like, why don't you look that up? I don't fucking need to. <laughs> that's the next time. That's what I want. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so, this is also the year John Gotti began his life sentence. Fuck around, find out. Yeah. Uh, Sinead O'Connor rips up the picture of the Pope on SNL. Oh, big deal, big deal, big deal, big deal. A lot of uh, David Spade talked about this. He talked about being like the guy that went to get the photo <laughs> and the, a fucking camera guy got it and sold it for like a million dollars. Apparently, the crew of SNL, oh, that's like their thing. They grab shit that, the, that they leave behind broken guitar string picks and they sell them online and, they make, uh-huh. and they, they make more money than their salary and it's just a it, it's just a known thing and one guy gets it and then the next day they just they scroll through i didn't know that until <laughs> i read about this but david spade said that the production guys have a list and if you're next on the list you get the item and if it's a fucking million dollar item that's just luck of the draw nice. if you end up getting a pick from some shitty band that one cares about yeah your name was on that. Your name came up. I didn't know that. David, uh, I'm selling the wireless mic from Ashley Simpson's Jump Around Fucked Up. Five million dollars. My fur, my bid is five million. <laughs> you know, like that's something everybody wants, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whitney Houston's cover of I Will Always Love You took over the radio waves. <sighs> took over is a nice way of putting it. Yeah, it was repeatedly played. It was fucking every- hard not to hear that, yeah. man. The boot scootin' boogie and that. Like, 
it was a bad year for fucking overplay. I, I will say that. It was a bad year for this. Like, I'm pretty sure also Dude Looks Like a Lady was like charting again and just constantly on the radio. They're like, and, and Sweet Child of Mine was on there too because November Rain came on. They're like, all right, yeah, that's not a new single from Guns N' Roses. Now let's play the first single. Just, yeah. Holy fuck. Uh, and then we got to talk about. Uh, I mean, this is another movie, Malcolm X, starring Denzel Washington. Big deal, very big yeah. deal. That that was Denzel's. I mean, he had a couple, but that was the beginning of people saying, "Who this motherfucker? He good?" Yeah. You know what I mean? I believe it wasn't long before Training Day and all those other great movies came out yeah. after that. But that all was right, his first so. One. We're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about Ahsoka right now. Oh no! It's Star Wars time. So. Warning, warning, warning. If you spoiler haven't watched, alert. spoiler the, alert. If you haven't watched the first four episodes, by the time this airs, there'll probably be more out. I cried like a bitch. Oh, yeah? Like a first off, Balin kills her. When she gets her, I'm like, I didn't think they were going to kill her, but they did. I was, I was disappointed. I thought they're going to do something else. Yeah. I thought she was going to find a portal. I thought. Very similar to Ezra saving her when Vader was about to cut her down. I thought they were going to do something like that, but no, she fucking lost, bro. She yeah. got b- 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 bitch slapped by Balin. I, I like that. I think I think that was because of Sabine. <laughs> fucking Sabine! That little bitch, man. Like, and you got to understand, in Rebels, Sabine is like so useful. When like, she, when 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 Sabine's like, no, go, I got this. It's like. You already lost once. Do you got this? I got to admit, though, Sabine had some moments in that. That episode when she goes, and then the shin goes, looks over to the right and goes, and then realizes that nothing moved and just looks at her. So cocky. You have no power. And then, boom, shoots her right in the fucking, blows her hand off. Like, who got no power now, bitch? I love, I was like, I literally, because they showed that you have no power in the preview. And I was like, oh, I'm not looking forward to the scene where Sabine gets it rubbed in her face so she doesn't have the force. I yeah. kind of feel bad for her. Like, she she has that scene where she goes, can we move my training along? Because I don't have the force. Like, don't fucking focus on that. Focus on what I can do. Yeah. And, and, and Ahsoka's very frustrated. And the fans don't want her to be force sensitive, which is why they're not doing it. Because yeah. they would just infuriate us. I am not on that boat anymore. I'm like, I want the cup to move just a little bit so she knows it's there. She's not in touch with it yet. She needs to find the balance. That's what I want. But fuck that. That's a whole other storyline because she went to the dark side. She was like, yeah, I want to find my boyfriend. I want that dick. Yeah. I want that Ezra dick. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, and right? I mean, <laughs> if it was Princess Leia, you know Han would have done it. I want that princess pussy. Where's this map go? Let's go. Let's get on the ship. Yeah. He, he would have done it. So, But what I liked about that battle was um you saw the mandalorian in her really come out like she had she, yeah like, she gunned poof, you don't fuck around yeah you don't fuck around. And, but I, the, and that was uh, the epitome of mandalorian which you have no power boom oh <laughs> yeah but i'm smarter than you <laughs> you fucking dumbass i love that i was my favorite that moment alone made me a fan of the character yeah she's annoying she is a problem taking the map Getting stabbed, surviving. Everyone hates her for that. <laughs> Qui-Gon especially. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a lot of people don't like Sabine's character development because she's got that attitude. But there's Filoni fucks with purpose. That's what you got to know. You got to know this man is not. If you don't like a character, he doesn't want you to. This is all part of the play. This isn't Obi-Wan. This isn't some trash writers that don't know these characters going, Hey! Darth Vader, we can make a million dollars. Bring him back. Well, how are you gonna bring him back? Who gives a 
fuck, just bring them back. They'll watch it, idiots. Right? That's not what this is. Dave knows. Dave doesn't have to have Anakin in this. Dave doesn't have to do any of this. He could just have them show up and do a Rebel-style mission and find Ezra and fuck off, and that could be the end of it. But he's building something big here. He's trying to save it. He knows Boba Fett sucks. <laughs> he knows Mando season three sucks because his best friend is John Favreau. And John, if John gave up because of Kathleen's interference and wrote shitty episodes so that she would leave him alone, he told Dave. If John legitimately thinks those are good, good quality seasons, he told Dave that too. And Dave knows they're not. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? doesn't matter. Dave is like us. He's not stupid. Do you see the interview when he said we need to make the lightsaber battles good because our fans know the difference? That was a very subtle insult to the sequels. Very subtle. Not a direct insult, but a very nice way of saying since 2012, the lightsaber battles have been pretty bad, haven't they, kid? (laughs) What what are your favorite lightsaber battles? The one with Ahsoka and Maul? Who wrote that? (laughs) Right? Dave knows what's up. Dave knows how to write. You notice how many times Balin and Ahsoka changed their forms before they started fighting? Yeah. How many, how many times, uh, do you, I don't know, I don't, I'm not trying to grill you, but do you remember how many times Balin changed forms and how many times she changed forms? Do you remember? No. Okay, it's a really, really good, this is the stuff you got to watch. That's why this is a good show. Because I'm going to tell you what to look for and you're going to start reading into things. You go, oh, I noticed this thing. Alex told me to look for this. Balin changed form zero times. And he won. As a strong motherfucker. Another thing you didn't notice, you notice when Ahsoka lights up her lightsaber, boom! I'm like, it's only one. What happened to the other one? She doesn't need it. She's trying to get the map. She's second hand. Makes perfect sense. You you, you don't you don't fight with uh, the t- I can't remember what it's called. It's a Japanese word, but you don't fight with two when you have a task. You never. Oh. Two is defense only. This was not defense. She came to fuck him up. She made the first strike. You don't do the first strike with two. She did. Yeah. Normally, find me. And another, then she torched her hand. Find me that. another fight where Ahsoka is the first strike. She doesn't happen. She's a je- she's a true Jedi. Jedi is it's a weapon of defense. They say that. No. You don't you don't start. You never start. What, find me an episode where Obi Wan fights first. Doesn't exist. Because he's the ultimate Jedi. He's ultimately at peace with himself. So he never goes first. So Ahsoka goes first. That's her first mistake. The thing that gets me is when they start changing forms. Ahsoka changes forms three times. Yeah. And he changes none. He goes back, and then she changes. And he goes back a little further. <laughs> he just stays in, in, in four. He's in four the whole time. He's like... And, and his... Like I was trying to say there, her saber goes... And then his goes... Like the old one. Yeah. You notice how they gave it the old sound? That's Dave, man. That's Dave. Dave's like, well, he's got a Clone Wars saber. It's got to make the old noise. You're not going to get that detail with fucking Deborah Chow's Obi-Wan. You're not going to get that detail with with um, Fukiwama, that, the black guy that's doing Mandalorian. Yeah. He's great, but he's not going to get that. You're not going to get that fucking level with anybody. Zack Snyder couldn't have brought that level of detail. So now that's felonious. So did you notice these lightsaber sounds, or were you just watching a review and going, "Oh, I oh know, yeah!" Immediately noticed. Immediately noticed the difference in sound. And then when I saw the other guys singing, I was like, "Ah, right! I'm not the only one." <laughs> Stuff I didn't notice. Um, the voice of Darth Maul when she goes into the temple and she's trying to turn the stones. He says, "Is the chosen one?" In the background. Yeah. I noticed that. Had to watch the show and went, "Oh yeah." Um, didn't, I didn't, there are definitely things that I didn't notice. Uh, the forms, how many times he changes forms. That's not me. I will totally admit I watched a video where it's like, notice how many times Balin holds stance. This is Dave writing how strong he is. How, how, how he knows before this fight started that he has to kill one of the last remaining Jedi. And he has made it verbal that he's sad about that. 
But yeah, he'd also mentioned that it was like, "Oh, are you you scared?" And he's like, "No, that's experience." Like yeah. he's he doesn't balance. I'm so disappointed that Ray had to die of his vaccine. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not what happened. Um, <laughs> that, that Ray had to die of complicated heart condition shortly after injecting himself with what he needed to do his job. Yeah. Let's just go with that, right? Because it's way less ominous. But Ray's dead. A perfectly healthy person that had no health issues prior to this. He looked so good in the show. He's fucking him. He looks like, bro, you want to fuck with him? Oh, he looks... I mean, how many times have you heard me say on the show, I don't want to fuck with Mark. I would not want to catch those hands. But even Mark would would be like, Alex, you need to help me out with this guy. (laughs) This guy's fucking... He's got to be six foot, at least. Oh, yeah, no. Because Rosario Dawson's tall and she's bigger than him. Or he's bigger than her. Yeah. And she's not short. I think he's six six. No! He's six fucking six. I think so. That's insane. So, anyways, he's and he he looks good. He looks fucking fantastic. His did you oh, see? Oh, no, he's six three and a quarter. <laughs> did you see the flip when he does the flip on her? When he, he has the thing where they're hitting yeah, and yeah. he jumps off a rock, you can see the weight. That's not a stunt double. I don't think. I don't think they could have got a double to do that, unless they got a really fat one. You can see the weight when he hits her. You know they broke like twenty sabers doing that, eh? <laughs> yeah, Ray doesn't know how to fucking hit nice. He's he's an, he's like um, Christopher Lee was when he was playing Dooku. He's yeah. an actual fencer, so he uses his technique, and he broke a lot of them because they used to use the metal poles, and now they use plastic, and it lights up. And he broke like ten of them. Yeah, yeah, I had a huge problem with Ray with that. And he's like, "Well, you want me to look like I'm trying? You want me to look like I'm trying to hurt her?" And you know what I mean? Yeah. I saw that day. it's celebration. He said that it was really cool. But yeah, I'm really disappointed that Ray passed because I am in love with his character. But you know who I like a little more. Is Shin, his kid. Yeah. I don't know if that's his kid. I don't know what the deal. They haven't explained their relationship, but when fucking Ahsoka throws her on the rock, it's over. <laughs> it's fucking oh, and he and she gives her. That's dark side. <laughs> that is Ahsoka saying, "I'm no Jedi." You think I'm a Jedi? Fuck, watch this. I'll break this slut's neck. She doesn't. I fuck mean, me. I just, I was like, when I saw that, I was like, I'm, there's got to be a bu- blood splatter. There's got. <laughs> Boom! Oh yeah, that's concussive. Um, she, they haven't explained. She didn't say if she was dead or not. Yeah, they might have thrown. No, her. didn't she come back at the? end? Oh yeah, she tried to choke her at the end. Right, right, yeah. right. No, that was um, that was and and what I loved was like normally when you on the Padawan, right? Like the, how many times did they do that in Rebels with Ezra? Ezra would get fucked up and Kanan would go. Actually, that's how he beat the Inquisitor. Uh, there, you don't know this, but so the final scene of season one, Ezra's got a lightsaber. Kanan has been captured. So they go to rescue him. It's obviously very volatile, right? We've got a grand, the Grand Inquisitor from Obi-Wan is there. And he's fighting Ezra. And Ezra's injured. And Kanan's kind of effed up. And he's got Kanan on one side and Ezra on the other. And he's in one of those rooms with the um, the hyperdrive. You know, the ones yeah. where it's just like a the same exact setup as Qui-Gon and Maul, right? Yeah. Same setup, same room. And he fucks Ezra up, doesn't stab him, but he knocks him in the head, and then he falls down like three levels, and he hits his head really good. Looks like Ezra's out, and Kanan looks at him, and it's one of the best stars. There's see, you know, there's scenes, there's certain scenes, and this is one of them. And the the Grand Inquisitor looks over, and he's smiling with his little secret. He's like, "Yeah, it's just you and me." And and Kanan let, puts one of the sabers down. He closes it and puts it in. He goes, "What are you doing that for?" And he goes, "I have nothing to be afraid of now." You've made the biggest mistake you can make. And he fucking destroys the Inquisitor. <laughs> fucking destroys him. And Kanan's very unbalanced at this point because he doesn't know if he wants to train this kid. He's hit his force abilities to stay away from the hide from the Empire. You know what I mean? He's really, really, really unbalanced. 
So he fucks the Grand Inquisitor up. The Grand Inquisitor's holding on to the edge. And he knows Vader. Vader looked him in his eyes before he went out to Lothal to have this fight and said, failure's not an option to the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. I mean, we already know about the Obi-Wan failure. You know what I mean? He's put a lot of faith in the Grand Inquisitor. And so the Grand Inquisitor looks Kanan in his eyes and says, there are some fates worse than death. And he lets go and falls into the fire yeah. and kills himself because he'd rather die than let Vader face the wrath of, of Vader, Vader if he failed. Really powerful moments, right? That's the guy that trained Ezra, you know what I mean? So Dave knows how to write. Like Dave has, that's a cartoon, bro. That's a very, I mean, you can admit that the Rebels cartoon style is very childish. It, it makes it mm-hmm. kind of a turnoff for people, even though it's very serious in the context of like so many people dying. Maul dies. Maul's final scene before he gets killed is, is in... Is in Rebels, you know. I highly recommend everybody watch four seasons of Rebels. I would, I would bring Ethan over and start with a season one episode one and watch it and do three or four episodes every time he's here and try and wick your way through. Yeah. You'll learn way more about these characters that are in Ahsoka than you know now. And Zeb's gonna show up and he's very important too. You don't even know him. You don't know anything about Rex. Rex and Ahsoka are very tight. She's gonna show up. It's gonna be cool. But the thing that's got me is this Anakin casting, like. Dave doesn't need to do that. And he called her Snips. That was so cool, dude. <laughs> you don't understand, man. Like, the only person that's ever called her that is Matt Lanter. And Matt Lanter does the voice of Anakin in The Clone Wars. Yeah. And Ashley Eckstein and Matt Lanter are very close because yeah. of that relationship that they had together, developing. And then there's that season five, that, that heartbreaking scene when she walks away from the Jedi. And he chases her. They're in the temple. They're up in the... In the in the main room with all the leaders and 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 they're like we you know we understand now that this was your great a great trial for you you know that you've been framed <laughs> we're sorry we could, <laughs> literally that's we're what, sorry Mace sorry. Windu says we are sorry and we would like to welcome you back into the order and she says no nah, man <laughs> and Anakin's like devastated he's like what like it, it, he can't even comprehend that she would walk away right it's not a, he can't do that. So she leaves the temple and he runs after her and catches her like in the streets of Coruscant, like just outside the temple. And they have a really, 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 really tough conversation. One of the best conversations ever written by Dave. And and he says, I stood by you. Like I, I proved that you were innocent. Like I I had your back. I did everything I was supposed to do. I was strong. I proved that you weren't the bad guy. How can you walk away? And and she she takes her little Padawan brain and she she closes his hand with it in it and says this isn't about you this yeah. is about me oh man life lessons you know you know how many times in my life I've had a person say that how can you walk away right now how can you how can you do this and be devastated and and, and crying or or yelling ah how can you do this and 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 it is about you it's not about them what a what a life lesson you know and she does she walks away from it all. But that kills him. And then years later, in Rebels, she's in the temple meditating. And, and Anakin comes to her and says, how could you abandon me when I needed you the most? You know? Yeah. And that, oh! So she's very unbalanced right now. And that's why this, oh, I'm literally upset. Like, I'm literally tearing up right now. Because she has this, this unbalance. And now she's there. And maybe he can tell her it's going to be okay. That's what I think we all want. I think we all just want her to say, him to say, it's okay. You did it. You did the right thing. But that they played the Vader theme. At the very last second, as they fade out, you hear, dum, dum, da, dum, dum. And I'm like, so he doesn't have a scar. He's wearing his glove with his prosthetic hand. If you look at the end of, Ret- end of Return of the Jedi, when he shows up as a Force Ghost redeemed, he's in white robes and he's got his hands back. Yeah. Why doesn't he have that? 
That's what makes people go, that's not Anakin. They're not going to have a nice walk and go, here's what would have happened if you tried to save me. Here's what would have happened if you stayed with the Order. Here's what would have happened if Obi-Wan didn't go to Mustafar. He's not, people think that it's not going to be that and that it's going to be Vader. It's, she's going to have to kind of like, he's going to say, why did you abandon me? This is all your fault. Like There's going to be a guilt trip. He's going to be a bad guy. Oh, yeah. And she's going to have, and then maybe, you know, th- there's so much speculation w- what they're going to do with this. She's dead, and she's at the place that you go when you become one with the Force. The fucking possibilities are fucking endless. And, and the writing, the capability to write those, those possibilities is in the most capable hands of anybody, I think. That's what I think uh, this next episode is going to be very cool. Yeah. Also, we're on the back half. We killed Soka. We killed her. So the bat, the next, like, there's nothing in the previews that's showing any, there's not one scene that we haven't gotten yet, except for the scene where Thrawn's face shows up. That's the only thing we haven't seen. The one criticism I heard from Ethan was, uh, I know Filoni's showing off a lot of Sabine, but Ethan's like, isn't this called Ahsoka? But wasn't Obi-Wan called Obi-Wan, and how much Reba did we get? I I mean, that's a a flaw of the show. (laughs) It is a huge flaw of the show, I agree. But that's, Part of this is that they they said flat out it was going to be Rebels season five. Like that he said he <laughs> said that's what this is basically. Um, I think the reason you're getting so much Sabine is because when you don't go that deep into the character and then they turn dark, you get all the backlash you got with Anakin. Why did Anakin turn into Darth Vader in Episode Two? He was fucking perfectly fine. Yeah. Right. So Dave has done what George couldn't, and he's made somebody go, "Yeah, okay, take me to that galaxy," and nobody's mad about it. Everybody. Bitched at him about Reg that said, ah, the turn was too quick. He turned too quick. He turned too quick. That's what everybody said. Nobody's saying that with Dave. So as much as I agree that there is too much Sabine in a show called Ahsoka, I agree with Ethan's criticism. I like that I find Ahsoka's, or sorry, Sabine's fall more believable because they've given us the time to watch her get frustrated with the Force, ask her to expedite the training. God, kept, she held her own with Shin. I'm sorry, that second fight, Shin was fucking trying. Yeah. She cut that tree and she did that duck. She cuts through the tree and she goes, whoa, Matrix style. And then boom, saber block, form two. That was tight. That was tight. That's some Jedi shit. Yeah. And then uh, you have no power. Boom. I love, I, I, as much as I did, was annoyed with the Sabine, how much of it there was in one and two, episodes three and four, I was, I was about it. I was like, yes. Do you think Natasha's doing a good job? Because I think Natasha's acting skills are coming out. I think we're seeing the limits. Because something, like when she grabs the saber in the hospital, I was like, bro, you are fucking bad at acting. Just the way her <laughs> fingers, like nobody, hey, thanks for getting me this beer, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it was forced. like, it's it was forced. a bit much, right? Yeah. I was like, come on, man. I'm noticing that. You don't get that with Rosario. Rosario's a movie star. This bitch is a movie star, a real movie star. Yeah. You know, you never go ass to mouth. She told us that. I didn't know that <laughs> until I watched fucking... Clerks 2. Until I watched Clerks 2. I had no idea. <laughs> you never go ass to mouth. Yeah. So what do you think about it, though? Uh, Out of 10. Four episodes. If you watch... have you? I know you haven't watched all two, but you watched three and four together. They work together like a movie. Yeah. They're very well done. Yeah. All together, I, I would... I'd give it a fucking nine. I'd go eight. Uh, I do... I mean... There's more happening in this show than in every other show. What about the music? I think that's a big thing that people are underestimating is how good it is. It's very good. The theme song, I was like, 
So he just brought over the band from the Mandalorian and was just like, go to town. <laughs> Not really, actually. That's the theme. If you watch Rebels, that's yeah. the same theme that they play when Kanan dies. That that sad theme at the credits is, uh, they call it a Soka's theme, but it's not. That's the theme. That it's, it's, ugh. When they kill Kanan, bro, I'm telling you, you gotta watch Rebels. Like, three and a half seasons you watch Kanan and Ezra, like little like a little father and son. Yeah. And then they fucking kill him, bro! They fucking kill him! And Ezra walks out to the middle of a field and falls to his knees. He looks up and he goes, Master, I'm not ready for this. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do without you here. It's, it'll kill you. It will kill you. It reminds you of five-year-old Mark. I was going to say, it might remind me of seven. Don't open the box. Yeah, Don't no, open the box. Seven-year-old Mark, but it's okay. <laughs> no, you don't understand, though. It's okay, though, because he finds his purpose. He finds yeah. and Everything's okay in the end. you know. And, and it's funny because they, they go to the temple, and he finds the world between worlds. Kanan's dead. He brings Ahsoka in, and she says, where's Kanan? And he, go, he just puts his head down and says, you've been gone for a while. You know, yeah. it's, it's very, very hard. But, but when he sends her back to her world, to her, her portal, because she can't go through anything but the one, and he goes back to his, and they kind of separate. Kanan, the temple collapses. It just it completely fucking goes down. And Ezra gets knocked out. Like, he gets knocked in the head, and he wakes up, and they're, 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 they're where the temple was. It's a giant, empty field. Empty. You can see as far as the eye can see. And that music's playing that theme. And he gets up, and he goes, where are we? And Hera goes, we're at the temple. And he goes, where is it? And she says, it's gone. <laughs> it's not there anymore. It, it served its purpose, so it's gone now. And he says, well, I guess that was it. He says, uh, I know what I have to do now. He, he knows in that moment that he's got to deal with the Purgle and he's got to get Thrawn to come to Lothal. He knows what's up because he's seen it. He's seen it all yeah. when he was in the World Between Worlds. And he looks at Sahara and he says, I, uh, I know what I have to do now. But sometimes when you're a Jedi, you have to make the hardest decisions that you're ever going to make. You know, a decision that a normal person wouldn't make. And he says, but Kanan taught me that. That's the last lesson I think he'll ever give me. And that's the last time you hear that theme. They yeah. don't do it anymore after that because that's supposed to be Kanan's theme. I guess they've given that to Ahsoka now. I guess they've taken that, that, that is a death theme, really, and brought it into the, I love it. I think it's really, 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 really well done. It's a guy named ah, Steve something or other. Anyways, he ha they have the rights to use pieces of John Williams, but not full, full scores. So they do incorporate some like Star Wars stuff. But I was going to say, it just sounds literally like, it's the same, the exact same instruments as the Mandalorian. It's like they took that band and said, "You're playing this song now." So different guy though. The guy that made the the Mandalorian theme and won a Grammy for it. Yeah. Uh, his name is Ludwig Göransson, and he is not on this project at all. They have a completely the same guy who does Steve Klein, I believe is his name or something. He's the Clone Wars and Rebels guy. Did the music for that. Yeah. He did do the music for a couple episodes of Mandalorian, though. I believe he did the Ahsoka episode. And I believe he did season two when Luke comes. Yeah. That's the two he did. But anyways, I'm just a fan of the music. I'm a fan. Also, the, 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 the fighting, the directing. Like, I find Obi-Wan had no direction. It really didn't. Like, you go back and watch. Have you done a rewatch? Probably I not. Done, done. I haven't done Dude, it's fucking bland. When he's walking through the Inquis Fortress Inquisitorius and he's got her in his coat, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so bad. I haven't... There, the only moment that I feel like that is when Sabine got stabbed was the only what the fuck are you doing moment. But it is also 40 years later from when Qui-Gon died. And Qui-Gon laid there for like 10 minutes. That's the explanation everybody yeah. gets. He got not only Maul stabs him. The ex here's the explanation just for all the people that are mad, okay? The explanation you, you, you that... Explain this last time. Yeah? Yeah, you okay. explained it on the last they, episode. Uh, it was like, he, he, he basically was like... You said hold, severed his spine. He held it and he held it in there for a little while, yeah. right? 
It was more like a with speed, right? So I don't know. Am I buying it that it's just a scab? Not really. Am I buying that the technology has jumped ahead of enough that she'd probably be okay? Yeah, okay, I'll go with that. Not even in a back to tank. It's just you're cured. Cigarette Maybe they burn. cut that scene. The back to tank <laughs> after she was out of the back to tank, they laid her in the bed. Okay, so we're gonna so we're gonna talk about Starfield now. So Starfield, Bethesda kind of fucked up. And they're getting major backlash. Yeah, so let's talk about Starfield real quick. So Starfield is a video game that's available on all consoles, Nintendo and Xbox. No, it's available on Xbox and PC. Okay. Because of Bethesda. Yeah. It's made by Bethesda, who also makes our fucking Skyrim game that we all love and yeah. Fallout. Yeah. It released recently? Yeah, it released uh, on the 6th. Okay. How's it doing? Is it selling well? It it is selling well. Because uh, I hear it's about got, it. A lot. It's got the the most playtime of of any game right now, but uh, but they fucked up in the sense that uh, they're getting major backlash. So in Starfield, when you're creating a character, oh, you told me this. First off, they've uh, included pronouns, not just she, her, or he, him, but also they, them. And one streamer was going off on that. Sorry, not just one gamer. It was trending on X, formerly Twitter. In the gaming section, then there's gameplay of a character who tells you they should have told you something, that she was a clone of a man, not only a trans but a trans clone. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on. So this is part of the story. Yeah. Try to follow here. So this character, when you look at them, they look like a woman. They look like a woman, and they are telling you that they're a clone of a man yeah. that's gone trans. Yeah. There's writing, and then it is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Right. So while a small group are trying to major uh, normalize it, the majority does the army actually have this problem now? <laughs> <laughs> the majority, not minority. No, the majority of people aren't here for that. Uh, there is a popular streamer named uh, Hassan who didn't want to stream Hogwarts Legacy for fear of his fan base boycotting him for transphobia. But this guy is all about the inclusion in games, and all I have to say is leave AAA titles alone, keep the politics out of it. Everything's political, and I want my gaming to be left alone. But Upon playing the game, all controversy aside, there's so much in it that's just so fun. Uh, okay, okay. So it's a, you. Uh, can I do? Uh, can I get the mark review? Yeah. So let me so, let me gray. So North Star with number one. How are the graphics? Tell me about how it looks. The graphics are phenomenal. From on now, you're playing this on a PS5. No, you're playing this on an Xbox Series yeah, X. Yeah. Okay, and you love it. Compare, oh, compare it to Spider-Man. Compare it to something else on the fire. Uh, compare it to Knights of uh, I mean, Tsushima. I, I mean, I couldn't... Ghost of Tsushima. I still wouldn't say it's as pretty as Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, okay, that's I nice. I still wouldn't say... I appreciate uh, your, your honesty there. I still wouldn't say the graphics are as good as in Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Okay, but they're still... But they're good. They're but PS5 they're graphics. Yeah. All right, so we'll give them, what, th a three out of five? Yeah, okay, three, well, five. three out of five. Yeah. All right, but, let's talk about... Mechanics and the gameplay. How's it feel moving around? Uh, feels really good moving around. What do you do? Very, very tell me. Easy. Tell me about what you do in Starfield. So in Starfield, uh, you end up joining a faction. So you end up joining. I imagine you're in space. Yeah. So the main constellation, ta uh, or sorry, constellation. constellation. The main faction is the constellation uh, that you end up joining, and 
you... You're talking about joining a constellation. A constellation is a group of stars. Yeah, so I know. That, I they? know, but this group calls themselves... A const- okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm, I'm about it. I'm just trying to get context. Yeah, and uh, you start out your, your mining, and then you touch this rock that makes you see visions. Okay. And then, uh, and then it's reported that you found uh, this stone that made you see a vision, and somebody from the constellation comes down... And says, okay, you have to take my ship back. I have to stay here and deal with something here. But you have to take my ship back to uh, this planet and then talk to... A capital to planet or an important planet or just some random? Yeah, no, it's 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 the, the base of the constellation. A base, okay, yeah. an important one. Yeah, so you go back to the constellation and you talk to them. And uh, they ask if you can help them find another piece. And there, are, and this one person comes with you and essentially joins your crew, helps you fight and all this shit, and that's really cool. But she's asking what what I experienced when I touched uh, this this artifact, and I explain like, oh, everything got crazy. My vision got. Uh, I saw colors. I, I got so things. high, man. Basically. So what I did was I touched the artifact, right? And when I touched it, there was like a little mushroom on the side. So I was like, I was a little hungry, right? I hadn't eaten that day. So I was like, yeah, maybe. Look at the smell. It smelled like raspberries. So I, had, I, I ate it. And then all of a sudden, I was fucked up. My bad. I apologize. Can I please come in to work tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good little miner. I promise I won't eat any more mushrooms. Yeah. So, so what do they? When they get mad when you tell them about this, kind of reminds me of like twenty one twelve when he's like, "I found a guitar," and they're like, "Oh, throw that garbage away!" <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, they now want you to help them find the rest More? of these artifacts. Yes, because it it pieces together. Do you have a? Are you drawn to them? Do you have an ability to find them that other people don't, or something? Or no, no, no. Uh, you have to seek out the info going from planet to planet through okay. mission. To they mission. want you to investigate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and along the way, you can bring on crew members if you find. I found an engineer. I hired him to be my engineer. Right. Uh, there's. I you got to check their background, make sure that nobody's evil. We're not going to wreck you. Yeah. I talked about uh, in what was it? Not Morrowind. In Oblivion, you have somebody called the Adoring Fan, and I found not the, the movie, the game. Yeah. Okay. The, I, I found the Adoring Fan in this game, and he's so funny because everything I do, he's all like, nobody can fly a ship like you! <laughs> and it's, it's <laughs> like funny. I'm in the middle of a space battle, and I blow up a ship, and it's like, another one down! Thanks to you, the hero! And <laughs> It's so funny, but I've got him to join the crew. Do you ever look over and just say, get off my dick? (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to use him out in the field because he's just a fan, so I don't want him. Like, I've got actual... Could be cannon fodder. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's funny because... Operation Human Shield. I mean, the, the rest of the crew essentially becomes cannon fodder. Like... You'll go through a door, so like they've got like a monorail, and when you go monorail, to, when you enter the monorail, you get in there, you close the door, and then you see it start to take off while the your crew members like outside of the door, like on the launch pad still, and you're like, oh, but she's obviously still there. It's just the glitch of the NPC doesn't make it through the door on time and uh, just through the loading screen. Stuff there. like that. Okay, yeah. but then she's there at the cutscene. Yeah, yeah. You're like, ah, you yeah. Guys suck. But uh, but something that actually aggravates me is there's no real physics in water if you're up really high and you fall into the water you just fall you don't sink there's no splash or nothing there's there's a ripple but there should be a giant splash yeah like even assassin's creed 2 when you used to fucking jump off of a tall building into the uh florence river there you know what i mean it was like a big big splash and if you just kind of hopped off the side it was like you know that's 2009 yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. 
but uh, but the space battles are really cool. I gotta wonder if PS5 or just this new generation of consoles in general is having a problem with water because I have a very similar complaint to Sonic Frontiers underwater sections. They are uh-huh. they're intolerable. Like I, they, I just think if it's simply development, if they focus on it. You're going to get great water. But I think that when they rolled out the 5 and the Series X, I think that the engines that they're using are just not working with water for some reason. Like, you're right. they got to iron out bugs. they got to work on those sections so that they're smooth. Because I have not well, played a game yet where the water's good sea of 3D. Thie- one of the best things about Sea of Thieves is the water. The water is so beautifully done. Is that a PS5 thing or that, a new that, console That's thing? on Xbox Series X, PC, and Yeah, but they've already Series got that. S. The Black Flag was an amazing water game. You could swim yeah. and go on your boat there's all kinds of great water games the water in um, fallout uh, not the new ones four fallout four was yeah. amazing the water was very easy to get around i'm there's lots of games that have got water mechanics down not modern gen though as soon as they get a ps5 or an xbox x i'm i'm hearing a lot of this i hope they get better with it yeah. what about tsushima you been in the water yet you fuck with water in that game much i mean not not, not really. you just go in the hot springs now and then. Yeah, you know? you strip really down. You, you strip, strip down. down. Relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Got my butt cheeks out. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they jerk off in the hot springs, Japanese? I don't know. I'm just curious. They're very respectful people, so I'm curious if they jerk yeah. off at all. Yeah. But like, if they do, do you think like the hot? I mean, it'd be the place to do it. Uh-huh. But I mean, it's kind of disrespectful to just do it in the hot spring. Do you, <laughs> yeah. you kind of like do you lay like a towel on the, ro- <laughs> on the rock beside the hot spring and just let it off on that? Like, no. I, I, how does this work? I just feel like I would be sitting in a hot spring, hot spring, and it'd be all warm. And some nice. guys sitting beside you. Hit no, no, there's hit nobody down. with me. Okay. Everybody has their own, you know, and they're blocked <laughs> off by the bamboo fence. Okay, <laughs> and I'm just like all alone. Me being the weirdo I am, I'd be in the hot spring at like 3 a.m. when everybody else was asleep. You know what I mean? Because I'm still up, and I'd be like, "Fucking Ace Ventura, oh mama, oh mama, oh mama, oh mama." <laughs> I'd probably have to rub one. <laughs> be like, damn. It's warm water on my bum. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> it got me so hard. <laughs> oh, but okay, so uh, mechanics four out of five? Uh yeah, the mechanics four out of five. What's really cool on the ship is you'll have meters that you can draw power from. So you'll have a meter for your ballistics, your lasers, and your missiles, as well as the engine, your your hyperdrive, and uh, shields. And you can drain power from your ballistics and put it in the I engine. I heard the new Star Wars open world games like this. Yeah. I heard that you have a ship, and it's very similar, because never in Star Wars have, you know, it, they in Star Wars very similar to most franchises. They make it complicated. Like hyperdrive is its own thing. Yeah. Navigating navy computer separate. Defense is separate. And then your guns are on, are another computer. There's a lot. You know, there's a lot going on. It's like any like a car. A lot of B, BCM, TCM. Yeah. You know, all this stuff's working together. And then you got your gateway module talking to all of them. It's very very like, uh, excuse me, clever the way they do that. And I, I'm looking that I like that I like. Yeah. I like that you can customize your ship. You can say. Drain the life, fuck life support. Put them all in the shields. We're getting fucking shot at, yeah. right? I, I, I'll, I'll breathe sporadically. <gasps> Hold your breath. Yeah. Defense shields, right? Like I like that. I like yeah. you could be like, divert all power to the rear deflectors. <laughs> I just want to say that once in my life, and it'd be fucking legit. And they're like, okay, so no front deflectors. <gasps> no. <laughs> you know, but that seems like a bad I don't care what you think You're the first mate Motherfucker Do it Like I just want to be able to do it Yeah Rear deflectors all power So you can do that 
Yeah. I like that. I'm also, that new Star Wars game, I've seen some gameplay from. The only thing I don't like about it is, like, I think you should be a Jedi. If you're going to be in a Star Wars game and you're in its open world, make me a Jedi. I don't want to be a fucking guy with a blaster. Every game is a guy with a blaster. High on Life's a guy with a blaster. Resident Evil's a guy with a blaster. Every yeah. fucking game that's been made since the 90s is a guy with a blaster. The reason that Star Wars is different is because, right? You know what would be cool is if you started out as a person with a blaster and somebody recruited you and you started going through the big beginning. I'll be real of- with you, Kate. I have a pretty good idea of what the ultimate Star Wars game would be. The thing about Rebels that's awesome is that in season one, episode one, Ezra's a, a 12-year-old kid and he's living on his own. He's an orphan and he lives on his own. And nothing. He just he hears things. He doesn't know what it is. He's 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 in the a marketplace and he hears like a like a ringing, like a ringing in his ear. And he looks over and that's Kanan standing there. And Kanan feels a ringing too. You know what I mean? That's the beginning of it. And by season four, he's summoning fucking space whales with the force. Yeah. Like this. And he defeated Darth Maul. Defeated Darth Maul. Dove into the dark side. Dingled with it. Fucked it a little bit. Put it in the tip and then backed out and said, now I'm about the dark side. Sorry. <laughs> I tried it. It wasn't for me. Ezra's a real fucking real G like that. But you got to see the journey. He went to the Jedi Temple the first time. He couldn't hear anything. Couldn't see or hear anything. You know what I mean? Only he heard Yoda off in the distance. He's like, I can't see anything. So they developed him so that over the course of four seasons, you see him. That's what the Star Wars game needs to do. You're right. You need to be like a blaster. You need to basically be Han Solo, right? Yeah. Be like a, a guy with some good instincts who likes to shoot and then meet a Jedi or or or, or like do something Jedi-like, you know, just move something with the force like a, an inch and then someone sees you and goes, I got to teach this kid. It's got to be during the Empire's like when Jedi are being hunted because the only reason for a master to take an apprentice and go, I got to grab you is if you're showing force abilities in a time when they were hunting you, right? Yeah. So that would be the ultimate game and then you would like, I mean, I guess with Jedi Survivor, you're getting in touch with your abilities. But that was kind of done in Force Unleashed. Like that's how they found. That's Vader what they was, do with Ga- with Gale and Merrick, but it's all dark down. side. It's yeah. all dark side. So that you would be to do it with the light side stuff. Yeah. To do it so that it's for the right reasons, which means sacrifice, which means, you know, that and that would be the the cool thing about Knights of the Old Republic is that you could choose to go bad or good. You know, what I mean, you could make a game that makes you choose to go bad or good, or you can make a game that focuses on making. Like if you're like, nah, fuck this, I'm gonna throw my lightsaber at that guy, you would lose points. Yeah. You need to wait for him to get attack you, yeah. kind of idea. I would love that. Yeah. We need to design. Yeah. We need to start writing scripts, designing games, to take the fucking world over. Yeah. So uh, even more to add to uh, Tiffany Gomez. So she has a marketing website now, her own, and someone broke down the IP address of the website, multiple IP addresses, for the location of the website comes from an army base in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And the server is from a lake in Kansas. So this is the fun thing about online. This is the thing that they didn't want to talk about in the 2000s yeah. is when accountability. Remember when they used to get the VHS and it was like FBI warning, don't watch this or we'll yeah. come to get you. You know what I mean? And then like four people actually got raided by the FBI for trafficking videos. And everyone's like, mm, you guys, why are you throwing regular people in jail for pirating Pirates of the Caribbean? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is really going on with you? Yeah. This is like that. So this gets weirder and weirder. People are convinced the video of the woman apologizing is not the same woman freaking out on the plane. So whenever someone says uh, this is a government plant, I think more like something happened to Tiffany. Hang on. Let me get my tinfoil. We got to get the tinfoil for this. This this is pretty deep state for me. 
Yeah, this is deep. Yeah, yeah. So like, so I was sending you pictures, and I was like, "Does this look the?" Yeah, same you as did. This you person? sent me the pictures. Does this look the same? But I'm gonna be real, Mark. I have a hard time with that stuff. Yeah, I have a really hard time with that. The Jamie Foxx is, is the biggest one right now too. Everyone's saying Jamie's yeah. dead, and this is a doppelganger. Well, I mean that latest MGM commercial, uh, starring Jamie Foxx. You the bet, one, the you, one where he's like, they're like, always bet with your heart. And he's like, I like that. That one. Yeah, yeah. You barely see his face. You I just wanted Aaron Paul to show up and be like, hey, you got to find all, right. all the money that you save for your kids' university and bet it on the Packers. <laughs> no, it's way more funny to have Jamie be like, hey, you know what? Yeah. but Because uh, like, he's way cooler. But like, you barely see his face in that last promo. So uh, I was like, looks oh, like shit. Jamie Foxx. I, I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying AI could make something that looks like Jamie Foxx yeah. put it in that commercial and he wouldn't even have to be there. So there's a man named Nathan Hughes. He was protesting January 6th. He didn't vandalize anything. He didn't enter the Capitol. He protested. He was met by four FBI agents, guns drawn, and arrested. Then over 10 cars raided his house. They unplugged his surveillance cameras, got his girlfriend to wait outside, held at gunpoint, called his safe manufacturer, Liberty Gun Safes, which gave the FBI his safe code. Ooh! Okay, hang on. I'm sorry to cut you off. That is next level. Yep. You think your shit is safe yeah. in a safe. Yeah. But the government can call that company. See, this is why you buy a safe with a code that nobody can get. Is that Do those exist? Can you buy a safe and they can't yeah. do that? Yeah. Buy one of those. Yeah. Okay, because this just goes to show the level that they can get you at. Yeah. So much like all uh, boycotts for Bud Light and other Anheuser-Busch pr products, it's time for people with guns in the U.S. to boycott li Liberty Gun Safes, and it started happening. Yep. Never go with a company that has access to your code. Conservatives in the U.S. have called for the How boycott. much of a snitches get stitches situation? If you're the guy who works at that, like I'm just saying, that company prides themselves on selling products to right-wing Republican Americans. Let's be honest. That's yeah. their fucking target market. Yeah. What can you do to piss that target market off more <laughs> yeah. than snitch on them yeah hey hey this guy right here yeah you yeah. fucked up so liberty gun saves have uh not named nathan in this incident but the timing coincides with the event and when daily dot reached out for comment they have not gotten a response later the same night they released a statement for those safe owners to go on their website and let them know if they want to have their codes expunged now, some people say, decent move, Liber Liberty Gun Saves, you're apologizing, while others are criticizing the whole Liberty in their name like they didn't have integrity until they were called out. Exactly. No, fuck them. Honestly, yeah. there's no tolerance for this shit anymore. How many other companies make safes? <laughs> like, really? A fucking lot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Yamaha makes safes. I'm <laughs> a Toshiba makes safes. Like these, Those yeah. companies that make everything, Sony. Sony guaranteed makes safes. Garen fucking T. Kawasaki, they got a safe somewhere for you. I guarantee it. Go buy one of those. Fuck all these other guys, man. That's ridiculous. I'm about like this, this, um, like, like what, what, what about that is free? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? The idea of freedom. Like, yeah. that's what I, I have to ask these people. Like, just, you can, you can argue, you can never, you know, the, hey, you shouldn't have done that. Hey, you shouldn't have done that. Fuck all that. Just look at the, the guy across the fucking table from you that, 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 that represents that company and just say, what does freedom mean to you? Yeah. Does it mean that you can t give someone my information so they can come take my weapons from my premises? That I pay both taxes on the property, taxes on the house, and taxes on everything I bought that's in it? Is that what freedom is to you? <laughs> because that's not what freedom is to me, yeah. and that's why I have these guns. So allow me 
to introduce you to my friend, point three eight, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're on my property taking my shit. I, and then I, and I'm, I'm going to say this, and no one wants to hear this, okay? And this is not a shot pot opinion. This is Alex's opinion. If you are a fucking officer in someone's house playing those games, you deserve one in the throat, man. I'm sorry. You are fucking around. You are fucking around hard. We had this conversation in the car over here. Yeah. A huge problem is that the officers that are arresting Trump, that are that are covering up Hunter Biden's cocaine use in the White House, that are that are the DA, the people that work for the DA, that are, you know what I mean? These 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 um people that have un- that put their hand on a Bible and said, "I swear to uphold justice and and ethics to the to, to the utmost." of my ability accordance to the law of the United States of America and then they are like here's the code you fu- I'm sorry yeah. you you put your hand on that fucking bible that the, I, it's kind of like when I got married I said I do I took that serious I do man I'll fucking do anything I need to do she left right this sounds like a she left situation kind of you know what yeah. I mean like you got to be able to trust corporations and we can't and until we can trust them all Trust none of them. That's yeah, what the shot exactly. has to there say. <laughs> Time to stock up on WD-40. As of January 2024, Trudeau's liberals have banned it. Fucking bullshit. The volatile organic compound concentration limits, saying that this chemical and others like it help create smog. They cause ground-level ozone and particulate matter. And only here in Canada for some reason. Nowhere else. Yeah, right? It's a very special. The Canadian shield has a magnetic force that amplifies the ozone. <laughs> like, I'm science, right? That's right, right? Let me, let me go. Yeah. I can say a bunch of science bullshit so that the fucking average dumbass Canadian white man believes me too. Yeah. It's not hard. And all, so, adhesives, adhesive removers, sealants, Cox, and when I say Cox, I mean sealants. C A U L K, ladies, calm down. <laughs> Automotive and household maintenance products and personal care products as well. Oh, so hairspray's a no-no. Probably. I guarantee you Shoppers is going to have full stock. We'll see. Oh, we'll see? We'll see. I bet you they do. We'll see. I bet you they have full stock. Once once this comes into play January 2024, there's going to be a lot of turnover. Actually, you're right. And by then, it'll probably change things a lot. Um, So for those of you that don't know, okay, let's, let's make a list. Do you want to make a quick list of me? Of all the things that have changed in this country. Like, right. I want you people to close your eyes for a second and just picture Austria in 1935. Picture Austria, sorry, 1934. We've talked about this on the show before. I'll tell you a quick story about a group of 14 politicians from the country of Austria in the late 30s that got together because their country, after the First World War, was poverty-stricken. Their people were dying. There was no food. There was no money. Everybody was strapped Houses were out of the realm of buying. There was a lot of people on the streets, people that were normally working, people with skills, people that weren't psychopathic homeless people, you know, regular fucking moms and dads and Joes on the street. That's not familiar to you, Mark? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like Toronto today. <coughs> Are you uh, for, for the super people. Okay. And then one magical day after all of this, they went, hey, you know, Germany's making money. Germany's building roads. Germany has jobs. There's jobs in Germany. But can you go to Germany as an Austrian? No, not unless you have a reason or you're, you know, of a group of people that need are needed there. You know what we should do? What? We should go to our member of, you know, local parliament and tell them we want to be part of Germany. You know, they got money. They're doing okay. We're starving. We're dying down here. All right, let's go do that. And for five days, they drank 
And they celebrated in the streets as Chancellor Hitler became the guy who ran Austria in 1935. They, they, they danced and they cheered and they smiled and they laughed for their new great leader, Mr. Adolf. Oh, my, my boy, my man. Thank you. You're doing so well with Germany. There's jobs. There's money. We were burning our fucking money to stay warm three years ago. Now I bought a furnace. I like my furnace better than the fire. <laughs> this seems like like I'm hungry. I want basic things, food, water, shelter. And this motherfucker named Adolf gave it to me. I'm very grateful to him. Yeah. How'd that go? How the fuck did that go, kids? I want you to understand. I'm painting a picture, okay? Call me Bob fucking Ross. Because the picture I'm painting is one of an oppressed, desperate, hungry, unsatisfied people looking for someone to lead them. Yeah. Looking for a, a light on the other side. Okay? And they found it in, in a man named Adolf. How did that go? <laughs> so, and the things that they were seeing in, in these times, like, 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 like we're talking about Bill C-18, Bill C-11, right? We're talking about the internet. We're talking about like, you know what I mean? You're already seeing on Facebook. It's like, I can't post a news link, right? That's new. What else are we seeing? The, 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 the groceries, the cost of things. Like, it just, if you are not, like, if you're not seeing, if you're not seeing what I'm seeing. It's just repeating patterns. but you- It's the same thing they did back then, man. you yeah. got to understand. And now they're, now they're like, yeah, maybe we'll lock you down again. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do that. They're going to do it. <laughs> it's like, what do they say to Austria? Maybe we're going to Poland. Maybe we're going to take, uh, take Auschwitz. Maybe you'll end up there. Maybe, maybe. It was all a big maybe, and then you were in a fucking gas chamber before you knew it. That's how it went. Yeah. It was like, well, maybe they were going to come to my town. Oh, before I could get the words out, they were in my town. Yeah. Okay, Just so you know, I'm making these comparisons because they work. They don't just fucking give you the whole shaft. They don't go in balls deep and go, oh, they don't do that. They rub around for a fucking few years. They get you right wet for it before they put it in. You know, you want it so bad that when they put it in, you don't realize that's not a dick. That's yeah. a cactus. <laughs> that's yeah. literally how yeah. it goes. So uh, two episodes ago, we, we were talking about Arnie, the governor, and we had said that he had... Oh, we had uh, two hours already. This is bullshit. Yeah, and we had said that he ran as a Democrat. He didn't run as a Democrat. He ran as Republican. I know, yeah. But... but Did I say he ran as a Democrat? I shouldn't have said that because I definitely know he I, ran I, as a- I think you asked and I said Democrat. Okay. But it was he voted Democrat when it was Trump versus Biden. Right, because he's a you know dumb idiot. Yeah. Uh, like, did you ever see when, when Trump was in office? Like, he was like- Yeah, uh, but- He's like, oh, I'm going to punch you out. I'm going to knock your blocks and, off. And how quickly did he back- Have you heard him say anything about him since? Because he backed off pretty quick with that. I think that Arnie might be one of those people that's like- I think it's just better not to say anything about him. <laughs> no, I, th- I think he gobbles up what CNN oh, yeah? spews. They all, like, I think they he, all do. He's trying to catch their gobbledygoo. Just, ah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like it on my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so something else happened recently. Uh, Go there, fuck your maid, Arnold. Yeah, so there was a, a conservative uh, convention in uh somewhere in canada <laughs> alberta i believe and uh but anyways it was a conservative party and they were talking about uh their, their policies coming out and they released a lot of their new policies and um they're they're in favor of uh, res- uh Can I a, ask you- a resolution for supporting single sex spaces defining the word woman as a female person i'm sorry this uh, i gotta wrap my brain around. what does that mean 
like single how, sex. Yeah, like how a trans person can use a woman's bathroom. Right. Like a they're going to make a woman's bathroom where that doesn't fucking matter. Where, where they're going to make a woman's bathroom a woman's bathroom again. And they're going they're going to have a trans bathroom next to it. I've always that's that's always been my solution. They're going to yeah, yeah. My probably. solution is men, women, trans. Like just make them three. Every building <laughs> that's made from here on out just make, how you know how you do it? It's very simple. There's already three bathrooms in every major municipal building on the planet. You've yeah. got boys, girls, and what's that third one? Handicapped. So just make the handicapped bathroom the trans bathroom. Put a fucking stall in it. Leave the handicapped toilet for the guy with the wheelchair. Problem solved. Yeah. I've not, it's This is an, a, the, a, the epitome of the world taking a problem that is easily solved. Yeah. And just saying, can we anger people who like old values? Well, regar- <laughs> re- regardless... Even if you'd said turn the the handicap bathroom into the trans bathroom, you I mean you just you just have to have their own bathroom because they're gonna get mad. No, I want to use this one because I identify as a woman. Well, Let's fuck be, to be honest, they're gonna get mad about everything because yeah. that's their fucking purpose in life is to find fault. And it, these are the same people that ask for the manager before they even get the meal. You know what I mean? They're all the same. They yeah. they are. They're all the same people. And like you said when you were talking about the game, you were just talking about about Starfield. It's a minority. It's like six people that get all this attention. Well, six hundred thousand of us are like, yeah. we don't even tra- like. We've talked about how we have friends in the trans community. I have friends in the gay community that are like, we don't want to be in the news. We don't want to be arguing about what's happening in the schools with kids. Yeah, they really don't. Most trans people don't want people's balls falling out of their their shorts in front of your children. Like they're just paying attention to the ones who want to start a the four percent of trans people that do yeah. want that are the ones we're talking about. Speaking of percentages, uh, Conservative Party of Canada delegates overwhelmingly eighty six percent adopt a resolution against child grooming. The Conservative Party supports stronger legislation against sex offenders, pedophiles, human trafficking, and child pornography. We need to bring back the fucking death penalty for the protection of children through the elimination of all defenses that are used to justify both the possession of child pornography and engaging in predatory conduct to pre- to prepare a child or young person for sexual activity at a later time. See when Alex, grooming. when Prime Minister Alex brings in the new law, I have like a group of like seven or eight like really disgruntled like teenagers that have been in, like, group homes and all have sexual abuse history, and we give them, like, each one weapon of choice, and we put them in a room with the pedophiles. Yeah. So (laughs) After we convict them. And we just let the kids figure it out. I'm loving some of the comments on this. Uh, One said uh, 86% is too low. It should be 100%. (laughs) Another another person said kick the other 14% out of the party. These other 14% are diddlers! (laughs) (laughs) Who votes against this? (laughs) Really? I need to meet the people that voted against it and just get one reason. Can you give me a reason why you voted? I just need to know. Uh, no, and they'd be like, well... I, I, I couldn't give you a reason. No, I know you couldn't, but I'm saying, like, meet the person, and they'd be like, well, I go to the Epstein Island like twice a year. I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. vote against this. He'd be like, oh, well, you know what? Legitimate... At, this, at, least he's legi- at least he's saying it. <laughs> yeah. The Conservative Party overwhelmingly votes to protect biological women's sports and spaces. Conservatives will go into the next election as defenders of the basic dignity of women. Yeah, right. No more man of the year being woman of the year. We're fucking over it. We don't care. Honestly, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting to strong women that some dude with a dick can be like, I'm strong too. Yep. Are you strong enough to fall off the CN Tower when I push you? The Conservative Party delegates overwhelmingly, 81%, adopt a motion against mandatory diversity, equity, and inclusion ideological training for those employed in the public sector, unions, or self-regulated trades slash professions. So this this here would probably protect Jordan Peterson. 
Yeah. That's clever. I don't care what Tamara says. You're not stupid at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I just like trying to cause shit between these two. Um, no, that's fucking smart, dude. That's really smart that you, yeah, that would change a lot with that. Yeah. Uh, but, bec- but you know what they, they always fucking do, though? Is that they all, it's kind of like the guys that got convicted of a weed charge before it was legalized. Like, they'll just say, nah, nah, he did it before. Yeah. And they'll fuck you. Yeah. They'll, fu- they'll, they'll use any excuse they can to keep you in the system. So I hope Peterson can fight the good fight with that. Yeah. Uh, two other things. Uh, Klaus Schwab has now stated I've that. talked about him in a while. Yeah, he's now stated that he's seeking um, permission from all, every country. Uh, I know what this is. <laughs> for uh, basically control over. Yeah, uh, yeah, ba- yeah basically martial law if yeah. they decide it's a health issue. Yeah. It's health related. Yeah. The uh, also now, the Can you imagine what's going to happen. The countries that vote in conservative leaders will immediately have a health crisis. Immediately. No, I'm. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. This is how you fucking. This is how you you play people like this is a game of Monopoly and we're all just stupid little pieces. Okay. You create that type of narrative, right? Okay. So every country that's associated with me will give me ultimate power to to make decisions about health crises, right? And then that country will elect a Republican or a right-wing or, or, or some type of, you know, leader that's not on, 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 the, on the agenda. Yeah. That country will immediately have a health crisis. And then the, the conservative, right-wing, whoever it is that, that is running it, they're done, right? You've now got economic turmoil, job loss, you know what I mean? Protests based on the health. Yeah, you're gonna have those. They're gonna say, okay, so we got a right wing leader that's telling people that they're free and they can think what they want and they don't believe in 15 minute cities. Oh, you've got COVID. Four new strains. <laughs> Everybody stay home. And the guy that runs the country says, I'm sorry, you have to stay home because these people have more power than me. And now that conser- you've destroyed a conservative mentality because all those people will hate the conservatives. It's the conservatives' fault. They keep giving in. They keep giving in. Yeah. Even though it's got nothing to do with them. That's the easiest way to destroy a right-wing mentality. You do that in five or six countries, you've literally destroyed the right wing. You've destroyed it. You've eliminated it. You've eliminated They're smart. you got to give these lefties some fucking credit, bro. you got to give them some credit. Yeah. Like, their 50-year plan is fucking good. You know, I-, I give them as much credit as I gave Palpatine. He's very clever at taking over the galaxy. So I also look at them in exactly the same way. Please fall down a shaft. Now, a large shaft. The next little bit here. Uh, this. So, a while ago, we saw, like, uh, a supposed leaked email uh, from Trudeau stating, like, this is a timeline of what's going to happen. Yeah, now, I remember Now that. I've gotten a, a supposed uh, leaked timeline from the WEF, and I am in no way saying this is 100% happening but I will read off some of the stuff on it. So let's be, let's be they're aware. saying September 13th, a new pandemic, pandemic two with mutated variants of an existing virus emerging. That's like simultaneously Tuesday. in Western Europe, Asia and North America. Initial cases are misidentified as common seasonal illnesses due to their similarity, causing a critical delay in public health response. Right. Okay. I like this. Italy becomes the epic, epicenter wait a minute of the outbreak this is deja vu that italy was the first one to have this issue in but last time too reporting over twenty thousand cases by the end of the month the end of september 
Yeah, okay. overwhelming local hospitals. Spain detects the first case of the mutated virus in its major cities, leading to concerns about its heightened transmissibility. The virus's the virus's rapid spread sparks panic, buying shortages of medical supplies and toilet paper gone. Governments about how to handle the situation. Reports of unusual symptoms, including respiratory distress and neurological complications, raise alarm among medical professionals. So that was for uh, Christmas. Yeah. So this was from September 13th to the end of September. The the other bit here is for from January 22nd on hospitalizations surge globally overwhelming medical facilities and exhausting healthcare workers mutated virus variants exhibit a mortality rate of 2 to 4% reaching a harrowing 6 to 7.3% in the UK whoa concerns heighten over the virus's exponential spread 7% of the UK just so people know like 300,000 people. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking people that are going to be infected with this. And I mean, we all know that that's never going to happen. They're going to make that number up. Yeah. If 300,000 people were in the hospital in the UK, the healthcare system would collapse. Yeah. Italy's healthcare system teeters on the edge of collapse as hospitals struggle to accommodate the influx of critical patients. 2020, anyone? Spain experiences an exponential rise in cases, prompting the government to implement partial lockdowns in major cities. And Ireland and the UK face a dire situation with their hospitals struggling to cope, leading to an urgent call for international assistance. And that's when our boys, Klaus Schwab and the WHO, step in and say, we can help. Yeah. So, again, I'm not saying this is going to happen. And we don't want it to. No, Nobody on the shot pod wants this, okay? We're trying to warn you so that when it happens, you're not surprised. Like, cause we all remember 2020. Do you remember in March of 2020 when you were like, is this real? Yeah. There was a time when, like, we all thought, holy fuck, like, did we fuck up? Did we make a, a virus we can't fix? Like, there was, you know, we were thinking about 28 days later. We were thinking about, what else? I am legend. We're thinking about all these things, you know? Yeah. And it was a legit thought. It was like, fuck, bro. I would say... I mean... It took me seven days. I don't know about you, but it took me seven days of being a little bit scared in March of 2020. By April 2020, I was like, they're fucking with now, me. Now, I mentioned on an older uh, episode, it might have been last episode, with when it comes to the uh, the new variants... We stopped seeing new variants for a while because the bio labs in Megatron variant 16 is coming for you. Well, we stopped seeing variants because the bio labs in Ukraine were destroyed. So now it's now they're open again. Yeah, it's like so where'd they build them now? And now we're just going to see. Oh, we got to find them after new variant after new variant. Maui, they're in Maui, probably. Possibly. Very good idea. (laughs) They're looking for new real estate, right? I mean, the the government bought up all the land, right? So, oh, that that was a favor to the people. (laughs) <laughs> because it's destroyed. Well, no. And it's not worth anything. No, no, no Mark. That was a favor to the people because that land isn't worth anything. Because Oprah wants a goddamn resort in Maui. Let her have it. Because the people that are living in buildings that weren't affected by the fire are being evicted. Yeah, they're also yeah. It's like, uh, but but I'm and they're like, no, no, you got to go. But but look, we're we're okay. They're just like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You never. There could be another fire coming. They'd be like, "If we are gonna live my life on a there could be another fire coming mouth mentality, I should just jump out this window so now." We're gonna end this episode on uh, a crappy note, but it can it can lead to happiness with our warnings. So, we've seen many videos predicting a very harsh financial three months financially 
Christmas winter situation. Win- fall, winter 2021. Yeah. Uh, I myself have seen a video that said that the, the rate of the dollar is going to go down, and when that happens, inflation is going up. Yeah. And the biggest thing that it'll affect is anybody that owns has a mortgage. People that like your your mortgage is in your name, which I mean, with me and Mark don't have to worry about that. But somebody owns where we live, yeah. and that person is about to pay, have double their payments. But are me and Mark going to pay more? Not right away. You can bet when it's time to renew your lease in February, or if you're renewing your lease in March or January, or any of that kind of shit. Or maybe my my lease renews every December. Be prepared. Be prepared to be sat down. Yeah. And if you're $1,000 a month, which is hefty. If you're a single bro or single girl paying a G-note to live, right? I don't know what you pay, Mark, but I don't pay that. I probably, a G-note would be tough for me. I'm under that, and I'm very grateful that I'm under that. Um, but combined, me and my roommates pay well over two Gs to live where we live. Yeah. I don't think my building, because I have a property management company that I'm with, but I think people like you that are paying someone with a mortgage... It's going to get nasty. They're, yeah. they're going to be like, hey, you got an extra five bills a month? And you'd be like, ah, pocket. <laughs> Takes it out, just cash money on the table. Yeah, I got it. You want six? <laughs> Take six. And then suck my dick on your way out. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mark doesn't give a fuck. He's yeah. big, 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 big balling. But the re- nope, that's not the case. The reason we're talking about this is just because with everything going up, Christmas might be a little hard for everybody. So start early. My advice to you, Mark's advice to you, okay? I don't have children, but Mark does. And this is the time to buy. Go out right now. It's September 10th today. When we're recording this, this will probably be released somewhere around 16th. So please, before October the 1st, make it a priority to go get your kids at least a gift or two between now and the 1st. And we're saying that. Like, do it. Don't don't not do it. If you don't do it, honestly, you're a shit parent. Fuck you. <laughs> you're a shit fucking parent. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you, on December 10th, if you're like, yeah, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down to the, no. By then, it'll be too late, man. You got to understand, by November, they're going to try to kill us. They want us to be so hungry and cold this winter, it's not going to be funny. You know what I suggest? I suggest you go find a big chicken or a big turkey and put it in your fucking deep freeze today. Because in December, you're going to be grateful you're going to spend that $30. You're going to be fucking happy because you're not going to have it. Go get a turkey. Go get a, go get a chicken. They're out there. When Thanksgiving turkeys roll out October 31st or October 13th or whatever fucking day we do at Thanksgiving up here in the Canada, get two, son. Get two. Get one for Thanksgiving and get one for your homies at Christmas. I'm telling you, buy two turkeys this October. Yeah. Get ready for it. Maybe get a few and get your gifts. Get your we, gifts just, we just want everybody to prepare because we know it's going to be hard for everyone financially. And your kids don't care how shitty Justin is. Your eight-year-old doesn't <laughs> yeah. give a sweet fuck. He wants Ghost of Tsushima for his Xbox Series X. He wants it fucking now. And he doesn't understand. Exclusive, so you couldn't get it for your Xbox. But if you got it, for, your kid wanted it for PlayStation. God damn it, Mark! Why you gotta be smarter than me? <laughs> no, I'm like that too, though. That's why me and Mark love each other because I want that correction. <laughs> you know? No, it's it, 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 if your kids like, I don't know, does Fortnite have a new fun? What's new? what do the, what do kids want for Christmas this year? What's big this year? Tell me. <laughs> I mean, you got two kids. You got an old one and a young one. What the it, fuck do they want? It's going to be Game Pass. Game Pass. They game just want pass. Game Pass. They just want yeah. a year of it, which is like well, what? so what's a year Game Pass? One twelve? As uh, no, it's it's a little more than that. Uh, no, I think it's one twelve plus tax. No, it is for so for three months it's sixty bucks. Three months? That's, oh, you're gonna get a year. Get them a year. Nah, you're like fuck my uh, kids. So, They're getting three uh, months. No, so times are tough, you little bastards. You get three months. <laughs> for, so. Because she just wants to 
Yeah. Oh, so, I love that. So for those who didn't hear, <laughs> Tamara's like my 13-year-old girl. You know what she wants for Christmas? She wants to be left alone. So that's really cheap. We yeah. can definitely get those game passes for, for Mark's boys because she just wants us to shut the fuck up for 365 days. So, I mean, I had a talk with her and I was like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And she's like, well, you know, me and my cousin, we are looking for new games to play. And, and I had mentioned a year ago that I was going to try to get her game. But the problem with those games is that that uh, she was interested in that I talked to her about is that it's a digital-only game. So if I got it for her, it would be like, shit, uh, this is before Christmas, so you know what you got. So then I started thinking, oh, it's on Game Pass. I can just get her Game Pass. Game and then she would have access to the game. I could do the same we for... We forgot to say, Tay, if you listen to the shop on, shut it off. Right now, go the fuck to bed. <laughs> stay away from boys. And uh, But same thing with uh, Ethan. I got him Game Pass as a grad Ethan, present. stay away from girls. Go the fuck to bed. Stop listening. Yeah, so I got him Game Pass as a gra- grad present. And he's like, well, it's up in December. I want more. And I was like, all right. Nice. Cool. That's simple enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to get uh, the little one more Sonic dolls. That's all. <laughs> get him more. Get him like. He doesn't have a Knuckles. He needs a Knuckles. <laughs> he needs a Knuckles because that's you. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we're done with episode 92. We are. I'll be real with you. I'm disappointed. I want more shot pod, Mark. Maybe it's just because life sucks. Every time we get to the end, we're like, wow, this this is gone. Reminds me of my sex life. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. What do they do? All over the mic. What do they they do every time? Spill tricks. Thanks for listening to the shot pod. We're on Amazon. (laughs) We're on Google. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. We're on all the things. Just put a zero and shot. I got to clean all of the fucking crap off. My, <laughs> off of me. I have to clean all the pear booze off of me. Good night. <laughs>